Hey guys, this is Post Production Micah here. Um, unfortunately, I have some bad news. The audio quality for this episode isn't what I want, but we were trying a different recording method and it just did not work out the way we intended. So next episode, we'll go back to what we were doing or try and iron out the kinks. Um, but until then, I hope you guys still enjoy the episode and I will see you guys next time. Episode of the Don't Mind Does podcast. My name is Micah, I'm here with Aiden, and we have a special guest today. Um, how about you introduce yourself? What's poppin' beautiful people? It's your boy Zero, a.k.a. Susana of the West Side. You can call me whatever you want, just don't call me late for dinner. How y'all doing tonight? Ooh, I like Ooh. that. I like that, a little spicy. That's it, we have ourselves uh, the Black Day Digi Dustin. You know what I'm saying? One of the OGs from the OG. Longtime fan of the series. We ain't talking English stuff either. We're talking this man... Is the uh, the connoisseur, as I like to call him, of uh, Japanese Digimon? I said this man is a Braveheart enthusiast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm a fan of. You know, I enjoy the dubs, but I'm a big fan of the subs. I read a lot of the manga. I play a lot of the games. I go out of my way to to keep up with all the new information constantly coming out about the series. You know. As uh, how are you doing today, man? Uh, so far today's been pretty good. You know, help take care of the kids. Got a couple of games in, you know what I'm saying? We're drinking this water. Make sure everybody drink water. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys, gals, hey, non-binary pals out there, drink that water. True, true. True, true, true. I'm actually uh, drinking, in, uh, drinking in Arizona half and half uh, iced tea. Nice, nice. Um, I was about to say, Aiden, how has your day been, my friend? Um, it's been okay. I mean, obviously, then working. Um, I mean, it's been what it what it is, you know. Got to make that money somehow. Busy half the time. But, I mean, in general, uh, everything hasn't been bad. I've actually been playing a lot of Valorant recently. And I, I don't find myself much as a, uh, uh, I guess you could say a uh, computer, sh- like you know, a, a, sh- a computer shooter. I, you could say I'm not on one of my mouse and my keyboard like that, you know. Um, but I've been adapting, and it's actually been fun. I've actually been having fun, you know. But um, other than Watch other than watching Cold Yoko, which we did finish today too. True, Cold Yoko. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But how about you? Uh, how about you, uh, Micah? How you been doing, brother? Uh, I've been pretty good, man. I've been pretty good. Um, life has been going surprisingly my way uh, recently, which is honestly something I can't really say too much often. Um, I found out the the other day that I'm. And for sure, graduating in December. So that's if I pass my classes. Let's go. Okay, you better pass them classes. <laughs> oh my god, you gotta then, get out of there early. Get out of there, <laughs> bro. Trust me, I don't. I don't know what I'm doing afterwards. But I mean, like, I'm just happy it's almost over. The home, the home stretch is almost here, dude. I'm really happy oh, for god, you. Yeah, like, like a, like we got like a month, bro. Hey man, you're you're almost there. It's almost it's almost It's it is the end of October already, which is crazy to say, because I feel like just yesterday the month started, and we're already at the twenty eighth. It's almost Halloween. I was about to say the time of recording. This is the twenty eighth. Uh, when it goes up, it'll be on the twenty ninth. Yes. And uh, well, you know what? I might as well bring it up since it is almost Halloween. Do any of y'all have like a a thing you do around Halloween? Like I feel like I I have this thing where I usually like when, they, when Halloween starts coming around, I start watching a lot of scary movies. 
Um, don't ask me why. Sometimes they're they're good. Sometimes they're bad. It doesn't matter. I just kind of put them on, and I'm like, you know what? I'm in the spirit. I want to see like you know a good slasher, good horror film. You know. What about you guys? Uh, I actually do. When it, Halloween rolls around, or the day of Halloween, I usually play like a horror game. Um, Balls um, even me. There is one I've had an eye on. I think it's like Don't Go Into the Darkness or something like that. I've heard that one's looking kind of spooky, so I might give that a shot this year. Okay. Um, for me, um, for the past couple years, um, I decided that, or at, like in, in at least October, just like the Halloween month in general. I was going to do a playthrough of Castlevania Rondo of Blood. Oh, um, okay. Because okay. in my opinion, that is the best in the like classic platformer formula. Um, but unfortunately, considering I don't have a PS4 anymore, I can't do that unless um, I emulate it. Which is that not part we, of the We totally uh, don't do that to, to sponsors out there. We totally don't emulate yeah, games, right? Definitely, uh... <laughs> We definitely don't emulate. Definitely play I mean, them on like, the consoles they were intended to be played on. I mean, I could, like, grab the Advanced Collection and play, like, the SNES version. How much is that, like, though? That's, that's probably, like, a lot. No, like, the Advanced Collection is only, like, 15 bucks. Oh, really? That's not bad. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you get, like, oh, it's 20 bucks. But, like, you get the SNES version of Rondo Blood and, like, th- like all three GBA games. That's not bad. Oh, okay, that's not bad at all. Um, That is on... Your Xbox consoles, your PlayStation consoles, uh, Switch, and Steam. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'm just in the. I usually just get in this Halloween spirit too. Like, I mean, now that's actually a good. Uh, I think it's a good Halloween game too. Castlevania. It, it fits perfectly, obviously. Um. And I mean, speaking of Halloween, I don't know. I've just been on a, a YouTube binge too of scary videos. Not just like, you know, like random stuff, but I mean, like watch people talk about reviews of scary movies, stuff like that. Like, I've recently been on a, a Halloween binge, as you could say. After watching uh, the newest movie, I watched Halloween Kills when it dropped, uh, I think it was last week. Um, gotta say, pretty pretty good movie. I, I appreciate what they're doing from the from the 2018 one continuing on. It is actually pretty good, and I would say I cannot wait until the next movie, Halloween, ends next year. Um, I've been wanting to go see Halloween Kills because I did enjoy the 2018 version. 2018 version is actually pretty good. I'd um, say it's up there with the original. So the original is, you know, obviously original is top tier. You know, it's it's good, but the 2018 one very close to that. I I, I really I really do like it. But this, like I'm I'm trying to save my trip to the movies though, like that that specific trip. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, just for like timing reasons mainly. Yeah, especially right now with the way things still are, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, I um, I did go to the movies last week. Um, to go see the last duel. The last. Yeah, duel. you talked about that. I still need to oh, see. Oh yeah, bro. That, that movie is some heat. You know what movie? I'm speaking of like you know movies in general. I want to see. Uh, I've seen it. I'm on HBO Max most of the time. You know, I'm scrolling and I see Dune. Dune just dropped recently. Oh, people are saying it's a good movie. It was good. I fell asleep because I started watching it at like four in the morning, and I fell asleep mm-hmm. on it. But like, it's it's really good. I need to watch it. A lot of people are telling me that it's pretty good, and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm trying to break out of my shell of like watching more movies, especially like really good ones like that, and try to get, I would say, uh, bask in more film in general mm-hmm. because right. I feel like I. 
Okay, I don't I don't watch enough of like those classic movies like that or just good movies with good cinematography and such like that. So I'm like, you know, let me, let me just bring that into myself. Bro, go watch the last duel if you want to go see a movie with good cinematography. That movie is a masterclass in storytelling. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Then I'll watch Dune too. I mean, Dune is. I mean, maybe I'll watch Dune tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> I say like definitely pace yourself though on Dune because it is two hours yeah. and it's a lot of like information at first, kind of like you know bring you into the world and everything. So like maybe take it like yeah. one hour, take a break, then do the other hour. Right. See, that's the thing I can do now. Yeah. So you know, movie theaters obviously you can't do that, but thank you for HBO Max. You can take my time with it. <laughs> Bro, I sat through all of Infinity War and Endgame without needing to use the bathroom. You'll be fine. I, I, mean, I did the same thing. Did not want to miss anything. Um, but it's like just think about the last duel, man. Like it, it like it's split into like three or four different acts, right? Mm-hmm. I call it chapters. The first three is essentially the same story, but through three different perspectives. Because, like, each one gives you new information. Right. There's one side, there's the other side, and then the third chapter is the truth. The truth? It's like P4 truth? Like, Persona the truth? <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't know, I've never played P4. <laughs> the truth? Are we, gonna, are we gonna kill a god? Um, bro, I... It, so this is the first time I've seen a movie with Adam Driver that's not Star Wars. Adam Driver's a good actor, man. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like, people, like, they see his, his role in Star Wars, and that's really, like, the first thing that comes to their mind, but he's been in many movies, and he's he's fantastic. Um, and, like, I mean, yes, like, the entire movie does lead up to, like, the titular duel, right? Yeah. But it's way more than that. It's a story of perception of um, bias, just lo- loyalty. It's it's a it's about a lot of stuff at its core. It's got a lot of layers, like an onion. It, it does, and hmm. it. So you may see that it is R rated, and you know how our sometimes our R rated movies are just like R rated to be that way. Yeah, like just senseless stuff. This movie uses that rating to its fullest. Like, it uses it properly. Okay, okay, I'm with it. I mean, like, I mean, yes, there is gore, because, like, guess what? It, there, there's fighting, there's, I mean, it's medieval times, you're gonna see people get arrows. What happens? Yeah, and... And the last fight's actually pretty bloody, too, but... Mm. There, there's some scenes in that... There's there's gonna be scenes in that movie when you watch it that's gonna make you feel uncomfortable, but like not in like oh this is unnecessary uncomfortable. That's that's good. I like that type of stuff. I like when movies make me have give like give me an emotion to feel. Like I like when movies make me feel like that because that means the movie's doing its job and it's imbe- and it's investing. It's like you know I'm invested in it. You know. Yeah, you feel challenged by the movie in a way. Yeah, um, if it helps any other people to go see the movie, it is also a Ridley Scott movie. Ridley Scott, my boy. So, like, if you've seen, like, Alien, like, any other of his movies, you might enjoy it. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Ridley Scott, 
I, I, you know, I, I should, I should watch Aliens, the original, you know, the original again. It, it's like, that's a, that oh is a good God, movie. That's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. And I'd say, like, on the, still on the topic of movies, we did watch another movie recently, um, based mm-hmm. on a, from an anime. Trust me, that, yeah. that entire anime is getting its own conversation here in a minute. Yup. But, um, yeah, oh. I mean, Ridley Scott knows what he's doing. Um, just, right. Um, just so you can kind of transition further away. Um, Zero, let's start with you, um, since you are our, our guest today. Um, have you been like playing, playing anything, watching anything that's like not been with us? Uh, yes, actually, I've been, I've been uh, making a lot of progress in Neo: The World Ends with You. The World Ends with You is one of my favorite games on the DS, and we finally got the sequel. And I've loved every second of it. It has built upon the old backbone so well. And it's been the perfect evolution of everything I loved about the first game. So I really recommend it to anybody. Uh, play the first game first, then play Neo. Um, in terms of, like, anime, uh, Komi-san got its anime adaptation. First episode's up on Netflix right now. You can go watch it. Um, is, is it the, like, Komi-san can't communicate or whatever? Yes, sir, that is it. Komi-san can't communicate. Um, how is that? I loved reading it, so seeing everything adapted, they did such a beautiful job, episode one already. Really, like, captured you, the feeling of, like, the manga already. Do you think that'd be something I would enjoy? 100%. Alright. Alright. 100%. Especially the protagonist, you will love him. Oh, God. Yeah, and I would say, going back on, the because you said you were playing Neo, World Ends With You, would you, I guess, recommend the Switch version? Because I know the Switch version got a lot of flack. But would you recommend the Switch version for someone getting into the series? I'd say it's 100% viable to get the Switch version of The World Ends With You. Yeah. Just know that, like, getting into it ahead of time, you'd probably want to play it docked. Undocked is fine, too, but you're probably going to end up playing it docked. If you have access to a DS and you can find a copy of the DS version, (laughs) I'd say go for it. It's kind of rare. Yeah, it's kind of really rare uh, to find. Like I've been, I've only been able to find two copies my entire life so far, and I own two copies. So you know, <laughs> I thought about, I thought about playing, getting it on on Switch because I was like, you know what, I never played this game. I hear a lot of you know praise from it. I was like, look, I want to play it because I'm not just gonna jump into Neo: The World Ends with You without playing the first one. Yeah, yeah, you have to play the first one. But then like they added a bunch of stuff in the Switch version and like made some stuff better. So I'd say. The Switch version's worth it, just, like, you know ahead of time you're probably going to end up playing it docked over undocked. Or maybe you might, like, yeah. prefer it the reverse, but, like, it's a comfortability thing. For, it'll be depending yeah, on how comfortable I mean, you are. I might play it docked if I do get it. I do probably plan on getting it, because that's been a series I've been wanting to get into. Um, But, I mean, I, I got my own backlog, as it is. <laughs> I, feel you, I feel you, dog. My so backlog I think is we all have. I think we all, all have our own backlog. I mean, yeah, slowly and slowly, I'm, I'm like, getting there. Like uh, I have, I have two games on mine, and that's uh, Xenoblade, which got brought up recently. Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, now that I started using my Switch more, because I played some Smash when when Sora dropped, I was like, man, you know what? I should play some Xenoblade and you know continue from where I left off because that game is actually pretty good. It's a fun battle system and everything. And second game would be near replicant as i am i still have ways to go in there i even i've done maybe like two endings 
I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm right now. I'm on the ending where I need to collect weapons, and so maybe that's what put me off. Maybe just because I'm I'm really focusing on that only and running around <laughs> trying to get all the weapons I need. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like literally making the game kind of boring for myself. Which I I, 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 you know, I guess I can say I blame you for that, but I just wanted to get all of those for ending C. <laughs> but uh, I still need to beat that and and Xenoblade. Yeah, you'll get all there. Right. Man. You'll get there. All right. As for say, I don't even want to talk about my backlog. I know it's uh, kind of bad. Uh, mine is also kind of bad, and I don't even have the like most recent version of my backlog either. I have like an older version of it. <laughs> oh man. Um, like let me see. I have Near Automata in my backlog. Um, I've got a War 2018 in my backlog. Uh, Persona 4 Golden. Uh, Bloodstained Ritual Tonight. Oh, um, I- I've heard nothing but good things about that. <laughs> Zero made me realize oh. some other things on my backlog, too. <laughs> this is, this is like um, the old version of my list. This isn't even the most recent version. Oh, man. Um, Hades, yeah. Yeah, Cuphead, yeah. H- Hades, I did the same thing for Hades. Um, I Astral Chain, that is actually one I did finish. Uh, nice. Good game. Good game. Not bad. I also kind of, speaking of Platinum, I kind of need to get to Bayonetta. Bayonetta, oh my god. Oh, I finished man. Bayonetta 2, re- I finished Bayonetta 2 recently. I haven't even played the first game. It's such a good game, It's bro. such a good game, dude. You're in for such a good time. Uh, I'm is- not downing it. And, like, see what sucks is, like, I have all this backlog, right? But at the same time, I'm like, I have yet to do my yearly, my yearly playthrough of, like, Rondo Blood, Undertale, and 2FM. Mm-hmm. Cause like I try and play those three games like at least once a year. FM can be a, a quick two, two, three day. I mean, yeah, if I, if I have time, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. If you have time, yeah. I mean, you see, when I when I give these estimates, I just think I'm like, yeah, three day. I'm like, damn, hold on. Yeah, time's a is a is a thing, huh? <laughs> Bro, if I have nothing to do, um, I can with, with cutscene skips, I could probably get to if I'm done today. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, not 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 three hours. I'm not eighty percent. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, three hours um, for eighty percent. That sounded about right. Bro, I can't do eighty percent like that. No. I believe. Hollow Knight two. I saw that you listed Hollow Knight, and I did start Hollow Knight. Um, so I would say I guess that's part of my backlog. But I mean, it, I'd say it's a current game. I just haven't played it. Been playing it recently, but Hollow Knight is very fun. I've well, been I'm just and I'm just saying if you get done with Hollow Knight and you want more games like that, um I'm just saying you should probably play some Castlevania, my guy. I've been looking actually for just like I guess me- me- just Metroidvania games, but like indie games like like that. Um similar to like Hades and such like that. So that's probably like why I, mean, I, I like Hollow Knight. So it's definitely more like a roguelike thing. That's a rogue yeah, because I- I've been looking for games like roguelike and Metroidvania, because I, I know Enter the Gungeon is one. Someone mm-hmm. has told me about Enter the Gungeon. I've heard pretty good things about that one. Um, give me like half. So let, me, let me get um, my Switch OLED out. Ooh, flexing um, the Switch OLED. I definitely say though. I definitely say Metroid Dread was a very was a very like lit game. I watched somebody play that entire thing. It was amazing. Uh, JK, um, system update, cool. I heard Metroid Dread was good. 
It was. I was watching. Oh my god, I, dude! I think I watched um Max play. Max yep. Mayhew play it. Yup, same. And uh, that is <laughs> that that looked like a great game. Oh, um, Hades though. Hades, I just saving Metroid. Um, for like when I do eventually get to stream again, like that's probably one stuff I want to stream. Mm-hmm. Cause like like considering that one of my favorite games is uh, Symphony of the Night. Which is like the grandfather of all Metroidvania games. I feel like I kind of need to go play Metroid. You do. You'd love it. It's. I mean, like Super Metroid. I've had on my radar for years, and I just haven't got to it. <laughs> and crazy thing is, I own Super Metroid in two different ways. I have. Yeah. I have it on my SNES Classic, and I have Switch Online. I've been wanting to. I think that's why maybe I've gravitated towards Hollow Knight and Hades. I've been wanting to play more of those classic kind of feeling games, and that's that's what probably what that's definitely what gravitated me towards Hollow Knight. Because mm-hmm. I remember I was like, "Wait, I have that. It was free <laughs> one month on <laughs> PS Plus," and I was like, "And I have a tendency of grabbing any game on PS Plus because I've always told myself, you never know if I I'll never like you never know when you're gonna play it." And Hollow Knight was one of those. I was like, wait, I got that. I also have it on Switch, too, I bought it on Switch. But I decided to play it on PS4, because I, I, I touch my PlayStation more than my Switch, as it is. Right. And, I, like I said, I've been enjoying Hollow Knight a lot. Um, as well, uh, as someone put it, I, I think, uh, uh, I forgot who said it, but they said it was like uh, Dark Souls a bit. Like, classic, like uh, like a little mix of Dark Souls in there. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of get that feeling a bit too when playing it. Yeah, Who knows, we might get that DLC. Eventually, we'll get I, Silk Song. I heard about, yeah, I heard that, that DLC's coming too, and that makes me want to, you know, beat <laughs> Hollow Knight soon too. But, you know, now that I talk about Dark Side, now I'm thinking about, thinking about Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, man. I signed, okay, speaking of Elden Ring, I'm sorry, we're jumping around so much. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that's what we do. I got an email for the beta, and I signed up uh, for I was it. Say, I was say, did you get that email too? I got that email. Yeah, from um, this beta, see, so I hope I get see, it. See, um, I also have I that email, up. but there's a slight issue with that. What? Um, I have um, n- not, none of the options are PC. Ooh, yeah, that is a bad yeah. issue. Yeah. So maybe... They seem to do that a good amount sometimes. Like, they don't seem to include the PC in the network tests, I've noticed, in some games. Well, I mean, because that's e- easy as all heck to data mine. And, I mean, I guess, yeah. I, I, I'm i assuming that's why they don't want to do that with Elden Ring 2. They don't want people to data mine further into it. Bro, okay, I can't remember my Nintendo password. W- whatever, I'll deal with it later. Yeah. Um, What I was going to say was, Aiden, like, literally, be Hollow Knight... And hop on the eShop or like whatever you want to get it done. Get the Castlevania Advanced Collection. It's like twenty bucks. You get three Metroidvania games. Okay. And okay. one of them people consider to be one of the best in the series, so I've also wanted to uh what games were they called? Uh you see now I can't remember. But I mean uh yeah, any Metroidvania games I've been looking for. I even went on Steam, and I was looking at some of them. Yeah, no, nah, I'm like I'm looking at some of these other ones. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm just looking for something that like piqued my interest. Um. A- anyway, so 
At least for me, I haven't really played anything new or, like, watched anything new besides the last duel that, like, you guys have known about. I mean, if you guys want to count the fact that I got a Switch OLED, like, a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Why did you decide to get that? I, I just, I, I want, I, I guess that's the question of, of right now. Why did you decide to get that? Um, so, initially, right, I was having trouble connecting um, my Switch to my monitor. Oh. And I thought, okay, this was a cable issue. So I got a new pair of HDMI cables. That didn't work. So I'm like, okay, is either my monitor or it's my dock? So you bought a whole new Switch OLED instead of just getting the dock? Um, <laughs> it, I, I, I was, was going to go... No, okay, let, may I? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to get a dock. But you know okay. what the issue is? What was the issue? Uh, Stock. Ah. And a friend, of, and like a friend of mine who works at GameStop, like as I, I asked him, I'm like, "Hey, what's the trade value on a like month one switch for an OLED?" He's like, "Oh, two sixty. Oh, what? Yeah, are you sure that's Best Buy, bro? I said GameStop. Hello. Oh, I said Best Buy. What? <laughs> but are you sure that's GameStop? That sounds like GameStop. Yes, bro. He's like, "Yeah, bro." To straighten like your switch and like if everything works, then you get two six up and all that. So I'm like, okay, bet. And so that's how I found out it's a monitor issue um, instead of the, a dock issue. GameStop giving good trading value. What is this? So I paid like, I mean, I paid over a hundred because of warranty, but you know, I used to be with the warranty, but now I'm so like I trust myself not to break my my stuff. So. uh I say, nah, no, I ain't paying for that extra words. Uh, I know my luck, so. I, I, I know my luck, so I'm, like, I'm just going to get the warranty. And like my friend said, literally, if anything happens, just bring it in, you're good. So yeah. I'm like, okay. And so that's why I got an OLED. I respect it. Um, I will say this, you can definitely tell a difference in the screen. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm happy that it took them uh, four years to get an Ethernet port into the dock. <laughs> um, congratulations, Nintendo. Why don't they, like... Because I know, and I know people have been saying it. Because they, they made the, the Switch... Uh, what's that other... Yeah, Switch Lite. They made the Switch Lite. For, as, like, you know, to the, the, tra- the one that's just strictly travel. Now... Yeah, it's also more kid-friendly, too. Now, why don't they make one that's strictly for home... And upgrade it so that it runs some of these games a bit better. Um, I don't know. All I know is that people have proven that the OLED dock um can run 4K. What? Okay. Nintendo, what do you? I don't, Nintendo has. I mean, I don't know. I I I can't I can't judge Nintendo's business because there's some they somehow still keep it booming. I mean, they dropped directs like they did like a month ago. Then <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Sony, Sony's state of play was stuff that's coming next year. <laughs> um, I didn't even watch the state of play. I was busy. Was that even any good? It was. They state was of play? Nice. It was okay. It was like a, a nice little ten. Yeah, thing. I yeah, I caught it when I was on break at work, and it was nothing crazy. Just maybe some like. Some some smaller games from some smaller studios, but yeah, this they um, said um this on Twitter this one was for like more indie games and people oh, yeah. you know don't read so everyone's <laughs> like 
Where are the games at? I didn't. I didn't come here for this. Blah blah. I'd say yeah, people don't read. Yep, as usual. I was gonna say the moment where they actually say, "Hey, big games," I'll be there. Um, that being yeah, said, they did that already. Because I need sixteen in my life, bro. Oh my god, don't get me started on sixteen. So yeah, true. Um. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, let's transition because I think we've all just kind of gotten like, if I want to call like the icebreaker out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that that's probably all the video game talk you guys are going to hear, because everything else is basically animation. So if you're here for the video game stuff, um, thank you. Um, we'll see you next time probably. Uh, if you're here, just listen to us talk. Then uh, welcome. Uh, thank you for staying. Appreciate you. All right, so yeah, appreciate you. All right, so gentlemen, you have three options because I'm flexible with starting with any of the three. Do we want to go Digimon? Do we want to go Code Lyoko? Or do we want to go with uh, Seven Deadly Sins? I want to start with Seven I Deadly Sins. Would... Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Let's go with Seven Deadly Sins. All right, all right, I'm I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. So, uh, Seven Deadly Sins. I am the only person here who has been an anime only person. I am pretty sure. No, I am anime only for this as well. All right, so zero. I'm zero the is the manga, manga only. I'm manga only, baby. Yeah, he's manga only in here. <laughs> I thought about reading the manga, but I said, you know what? I'm I can wait. I'm gonna stick with the you know the anime. Um. So. So I'm gonna forget about it, but when we get to the vampire stuff, let me know that way I can mention something. Mm-hmm. So how did you guys get into Seven Deadly Sins? I'm curious. Okay, mine is actually pretty straightforward. All right. Um, I had a friend. Oh, it was my old roommate at the time. Um, still my friend, obviously. When I was back in Chicago, and he was like, "Hey." Have you start, Have you seen this show Seven Deadly Sins on Netflix? And I was like, No, what is it? He's like, Oh, it's an anime, and it's you know it's pretty fun anime. I was like, We want to watch, and then you know, popped on Netflix one day, and I was like, You know what? It popped up in the recommended, you know, my Netflix. I was like, You know what? Let me let me, let me just watch it. And uh, from then forward, uh, I became a fan of it. All right, all right. Uh, what about you, Zero? Uh, I had a friend that we used to room with that told me a lot about it and he showed me a lot of scenes of Escanor being Escanor because of course <laughs> and uh, I was like yes and then I was like all right cool I'll, I'll start it and I just started reading it that night and then I've been putting it you know on and on and off for a while now as I've read other series and stuff and then I put you on blast I'm like hey um can you catch up please <laughs> yeah you, you were on your knees begging pleading for me to catch up so you have someone else because to talk I need to. someone to talk to about it. <laughs> and then he caught up. And then, like, I spent like I don't know, like a week, like catching up. And then you finished the manga. Finished. Meanwhile, I finished. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm just sitting here waiting for like the rest of the last season to get dubbed. Yeah. Then I and then I thought I finished it in sub, and I realized I missed like <laughs> three episodes after the the the, the, the big battle in the anime. I was like, wait, hold on. Um, for me, right, so, I had first heard about Seven Daily Sins, um, from watching, like, these videos from, uh, Nux Taku, if you guys know about him. Oh, yeah, I know Nux. 
Um, and like his flags videos, mainly about Eskinor. Um, because Eskinor is Eskinor. That's the best. Well, that's the only way you can describe that. That, is the, that is the boy. So I'm like, okay, interesting. Um, he seems like a really cool character. Um, and then like I never really thought about much about it until, um, Grand Cross of all games started getting popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and because like apparently this is like when the game first launched globally, right? It it, it had taken France by storm. And what caught my eye about it, at least Grand Cross, was that um, it was actually taking top grossing in France, of all places. And if you know Dokkan, at least globally, you know that France is like the number one spot for top grossing. So I'm like, oh. So I'm like, okay. If France is paying attention to this, I might want to look into it. Um, and then, like, Nano was hopping on it, too. Um, I didn't even realize how much that man spent on the game until he actually talked about it. Oh, my God. Like, just real quick. Have you ever heard how much that man has spent on that game, uh, Zero? Not off the top of my head. Um, he has strips that he, like, his spinning was, like, truth level. Oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. Like... He, like, his box overall was top 10 in the world. Oh, my. So I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, then a friend of mine um, that was in my original Union Cross Guild, it's like, I was still talking to him back and forth, too, because, like, we were, like, we were friends. Mm-hmm. And he started giving to Grand Cross. I'm like, I've never seen Seven Deadly Sins. He's like, it's fine. So I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll give it a shot. So I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to play this game, might as well watch the anime. I know it's on Netflix, so... That's how I got started with this with the show and, like, all of Netflix's unorganized glory. Yeah, I don't know how they met... I don't know how they did. They put an OVA, it's just like, some OVAs, I think uh, it was. Not even OVAs, like, a special episode. A series of OVAs. Yeah, and it was like an entire season, and it screwed up <laughs> everything. So, like, the listing is really off on, on Netflix. Alright, so, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, on Netflix, if you guys are using Netflix specifically to watch this show, season one, is, is season one is how it's supposed to be. Season one is season one. Um, Season two on Netflix isn't the actual season two. It is a series of OVAs connecting season one to the proper season two. That's so, so stupid. Call... Wait, I what? guess so. I guess you. I guess you can call those OVAs season one point five. Yeah, season like one point five remix, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, no zero. Literally, what Netflix calls season two is like that series of OVAs where it's like Gother is like messing with Diane, like Dean's memories and all that. That's so well, well, season three is actually season two. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime I'm talking about the show with someone, I ha- like I try to have to like clarify which one like how they're watching it. That way I I don't accidentally spoil it for someone. Yeah. So that's why I don't really go, okay, 
what fight are you on? That is the best way to figure out where someone's at. You know, it's funny, too, because when when I started playing Grand Cross and the character that was featured was ahead of the ahead of me it was ahead of me in the anime you know i had this is when i was still when i was like you know what i had to like a hiatus from it i was like let me continue watching about... oh yeah it's you know you know this one yeah this is oh my god this is the time when i i joined the game i was like yo hold on there's loss of ain meliotis from season and... from the proper season two one yeah from the proper moments. season two and you know i'm you know and uh Mr. Oh. Mr. Michael, you're telling me, yeah, this is the best unit in the game. I was like, like oh, at the time he was, he was cracked. Yeah, and I was like, oh, for real? And I'm like, you know what? I played the game a bit, got me some gems in there, totally free to play. And I told him, you know, I said this just out of spite because I was like, you know, messing around. I'm like, hey, I'm going to pull him first try. And I'm like, in, in, no, the rates in that game are god awful. We're talking like, what, zero, like 1%, like 2%? I want to say, yeah, about 2%. 2%, and back then, the SSR, like, the rate for the featured unit was, like, 0.25. Like, 0.025 or something like that. I said, I'm going to pull him first try. And what did I do? I pulled him first try. Meanwhile, I'm over here, like, 20 deep. And I got him first try. It was crazy. That was my first spare arc in that game. Remember, people. You gotta, you gotta push your ideals into reality. Oh, uh, we we do it on the daily now. We do be yes, doing sir. it daily now. But yeah, um, some deadly sins though. I would say, I guess if you guys could rate it, what would, how would you rate the show? Oh, because I would question. I would say, uh, while I am a fan of it, I still think there. I still like some other shows more than it, but. As a whole, I think it is solid. Yeah. Um. So, I'm gonna do my best to ignore the anime aspect of it mm. and like look at it from a story perspective. Yeah, that's that's what I based mine off of. Obviously, as, a, as a whole, it's solid. If I was talking about the anime specifically, it would get a lower score than what I'm thinking about. Because season three is oh. <laughs> Um, I don't know what they do. From a sheer story perspective, I would give it like an 8.5. That's fair. Because it, it, it's one of those series where like, it starts off very simple. And then you're like, okay, we're killing God now. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Which, pretty much. I never really mind in the series, but it's like the flow of how we get to that point, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. my main issue with it. I think for me, I give it... So, I, instead of, like, numbers, I do, like, letters to give me more wiggle room. Right. Yeah. So I say, like, a B-, minus, which I say is roughly around an 8.5, because, like, yeah, when it's flowing and it's going good, it's like, man, I can really eat this up. I'm eating, like, popcorn. And then when it hits those rough moments, it's like, man... Are we done here, or can we like keep going now? Like, you know what I mean? Can we get on with it? Right. Like, especially so, like the ending. This thing, I told, and I told, I told Micah this too. This story could have ended like three or four different times before we actually got to the ending, and I would have been, <laughs> I would have been fine with it. Like, there are like four <laughs> points. I'm like, man, this could have been. All right, we're good now, right? We're done. We're wrapped up. And it's like, no, nope, we're still Honestly. going. And I'm just like, Bro, Honestly. Arc could end like five times. I'm saying yeah. like, mm-hmm. 
You're right. I was like, man, we're still going. All right, I guess <laughs> we're still going. Um. So, the overall story, like, yeah, I do get like a B, B minus. Like, the character writing is what really gets me about this show. Because I, I think this char- like the character writing in this show is actually really good. Yeah, especially later on when everyone can like really be around each other and just like breathe. The interactions are very nice. I do enjoy I a lot like, of the interactions. Yeah. Because like you have to do it with this type of show. Like it, it's like with One Piece too. It's like you have this group of you have the Seven Deadly Sins. And I guess I could compare them to the One Piece group. Um you have the Seven Deadly Sins, which they're all they've been through battles together and everything. And it, they really do their best to make you feel like they all, you know, are friends or they all they all, you know, have been through those hardships together. Especially in the beginning when they're gathering again, you know. Like they, you feel you can like feel the history between them. So, the the one character that is like a perfect example of this for me is of all people, Elizabeth. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Cause I remember because, I like Elizabeth at first, bro. I I thought Elizabeth was bottom tier. She was super annoying for me in the beginning. She's like Sir Meliodas, Sir Meliodas. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. I was I was like that at the beginning too, but then, and then she like, grew on me. At the end of the show, she is a like a top tier character. Because she got time to develop. She had a proper backstory. It works. There were moments where she genuinely stood up for herself. Oh yeah. That's what I liked too. I liked that she wasn't just a damsel for the whole story. She actually you know, put her put into action. She actually put herself into action. You know, um, and, and okay, I guess at this point I'm just gonna say like spoiler warning for the entire show. Yeah, big fast spoiler so, warning. Uh, go go finish Seven Deadly Sins if you haven't yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, j- just so we can get more into detail. Um, but yeah, no, we go from like Elizabeth being one, one of the most useless characters I've ever seen. You go from from Elizabeth, the 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 daughter of the the king. You know, he, she's just kind of there. To bloody Ellie. To bloody Ellie. My girl, bloody Ellie. <laughs> like, bro, geez. when Meliodas is looking at the demon king, his father, he's like, "Did you really think bringing this girl here would be a good idea?" And Meliodas is like. You don't know what they used to call her, do you? They called her Bloody Ellie. Is it back on the streets? Back in the hood? (laughs) (laughs) They called the Bloody Ellie. And she's a top-tier support, too. That's the crazy thing about it. Not not even just support. Like, if she wants to, she can do some serious damage, too. That's the thing that blows my mind about this, this entire show is, like, Everyone is surprisingly strong at one point w- or another. I would say it started off where some of these holy knights were stronger than the seven deadly sins, and then we get to like the end point, and it's like, oh yeah, no, no one's touching them. Oh well, no! Like when you first see, like when you're in season one, right? Yeah. You're thinking like you first see Gil Thunder, our boy yeah. Little Gil, and like the. the and, like I knew this show like had flexes, right? Because of like Eskinor. Oh boy, he tossed that spear across the country. Like I see this man Gilthunder throw a spear across the entire country, right? And I'm like, oh, 
okay, this is actually pretty cool. And then Meliodas catches it. <laughs> Boy! Well, no, he's casually talking to Elizabeth. He senses that. While calculating the spear. He catches it, throws it back, and precisely has it to where it is right next to Gil Thunder while the entire building collapses. And I'm like, okay, I think this man has been holding back. Mm-hmm. That's when you figure out Meliodas has yeah, been holding back a bit. You're like, I think he's a little stronger than he's put it on. Meliodas on, you know? is... Everyone in the entire Seven Millions crew is like, the definition of built different. Yeah. And it's the same thing with, like, Bond. Bond was just, like, built different because he was immortal. And then even... Even, you know, after he loses that immortality, he's, he's still that boy. He's still that <laughs> like, dude. Like, he, he fought the Demon King. Demon King was giving him some mighty decent blows. That man did not die because of, of his training in Purgatory. Well, uh, see, Bon... Bo- he survived The friendship between Bon and Meliodas is one of my favorite things about this entire show. Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. Because, like, it is... You can tell it's genuine. They are a very ride-or-die duo. And... Yeah. Especially when they're fighting in that, like, tournament. Oh, that's one of the funniest things in the entire <laughs> show. Oh, it's God. so good. Or they're, or I think they're arguing over whose girl was better. That's my favorite, is I'm arguing whose girl is better, and while they're, yes. like, beating up the other dudes on accident. <laughs> that's, I've that's seen great. that scene in both sub and dub. And honestly, I gotta give it to the dub. I just love it in general. I like, because oh my god. The, because, like, just the chemistry between Bryce Pavenbrook and Ben Diskin is too good. Now, while I do like Bryce voicing Meliodas, no Meliodas, there are some gripes I do have with, with his voice acting. We're, we're not talking, yeah. bro, we, we do not need to talk about Zeldris right now. I mean, I'm just saying, because I remember, I think we brought it up, I think we brought it up last, last well, time, too. You know, we were watching them, I mean, we did bring that up, too, but, like, yeah. we were talking about that last night while we were watching the movie. No, Bobby, I also, we brought it up last ep- uh, episode, too, yeah. um, of how that, how gruff he has to make his voice. For for either uh, Meliodas in his demon mode and Zeldris. So, what, actually, speaking about Meliodas, like, just the way he does Meliodas, what caught me by surprise, like, in, in season one, you just keep on getting surprised by Meliodas, right? Yeah. Because, like, you see him do one thing, you're like, okay, and then you see him get his ass beat. You're like, okay, maybe this dude's an actual threat. And then, like, you see that doctor try and take the broken sword from him. And that's actually the first time you kind of see Demon Meliodas. And that's when I knew that I knew he was going to be, my, like, my favorite. Just a little inkling of something more to him like that. I was like, all right, I'm sold. Let's see where this goes. Because, like, I, I knew just, at least with... Just watching the spear scene again, like you could tell, he like he had that switch because, like, again, he's having a casual conversation. Well, 
perfectly calculating the structure of a spear. <laughs> I I like that he has that switch from when he's talking normally to his friends to like that battle mentality. I I like characters like that. I like when they they know when to be goofy. When it comes down to it, he's ready to throw hands with the best of them. So, think about it. I think we should just talk about like each character one by one, just like how we're talking about like Meliodas like this, because they all kind of deserve their own time, and I think that's the best way to handle it. Because mm-hmm. it'd be, I mean, like we could do like season by season, but like. That's a lot of characters. <laughs> a lot to go through. Yeah, so we'll just go with the main crew. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Like, just go with the main crew. Like, um, like Fred, let's just, like, stick with Meliodas. Because for for the longest time, right? And, like, I, I knew about the curse between him and Elizabeth because of Nux. But it really didn't click until I was watching season three. Oh, that's just, like... It, it did. It didn't click for me until I was watching that scene of like watching Meliodas go through each reincarnation of Elizabeth. And also, I think it was this trial. I think when he was remember when they were uh, and Danafor. To, to, yeah, to, they were training to face the uh, the commandments, and they went to the that place with the other druids. I forgot their names, the characters' names. I don't know. You know, and they went to get stronger. Right. And, and Meliodas's she- test was. Uh, involved Liz. He I had believe. to rewatch Denifor yeah. falling over mm-hmm. and over mm-hmm. and over. And man. And the fact that he didn't subconsciously honestly break. Because we've because like later on like in season three, um we see that man when he breaks. Well, it's also because he held all that inside, and I mean, I guess that's what leads to the eventual break. Yeah, but just the amount of pain, I'd, I'd feel like. Oh, oh, I was I was gonna say something, but like he, I'm pretty sure at that point there was no way he could tap into a soul mode without his full power. Yeah. Um, something else I appreciate about like that type of type of like character writing. For a character is that on rewatch certain things like click or make more sense, you know. Like, you know, I I get what you're saying. Like uh, the way he's around Elizabeth, you know, just the way he's always around her, always trying to be close to her because you know he's used to yeah. losing her so often. Granted, it's played up for laughs, and it's always him copping the field, but still, I get I get it. Yeah, um, I mean that. This girl, oh, man. And that's or, also the quickest way to die, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also, like... Because you find out the stuff with his dad and his, how his emotions work now. I yep. mean, he comes out, he's, like, trance mode. How he's, like... He's putting on that Meliodas smile, but it's super... You can tell it's being forced, right? And it, oh, like, yeah. you could tell, like, at the end of Season 2, he's hurting. Yeah. But he's just putting on a brave face for everyone else. And like you, like that final season in season two, where like it's just Elizabeth and Meliodas, and you and you see him starting to break down. 
Oh yeah, that scene that made me like it was another side of him you don't you don't see often, and it, it, it I was like, damn, you know, it, you felt it. You're like, you felt bad for him. You're like, that's man, it's good. And yeah, it's, it's, I'm pretty it's sure great. that entire conversation ends with him reassuring her that like I will protect you. It's so good. It's so. And good. then you move on to season three. And then you, you oh first, first of all, re, actually re, rewinding back to season two, just real quick d- during like the final battle between like um between Melios and uh, Fraudrin. Mm. Actually, I won't even, I won't even call that the fight. That's more of a slaughter, but <laughs> a beat down. It's like everyone's like, wait, Melios is alive. And you could tell that something was different about him. Oh, yeah. The and way he even, was I mean, fighting for Aldrin, too. With, like, without... I mean, like, yeah, Bond, like, Merlin point, Like, Bond points it out. Like, this isn't the way he normally operates. But if you pay attention to the music, you could tell. Yeah, and that's also post him getting uh destroyed by the by the commandments him dying essentially and being revived right. and of course, of course therefore losing more of his emotions but like if you listen to the music which the season 2 OST as far as I know isn't on Spotify Solano's a goat tell but him. you could tell that it's not normal it's like when you see Melio is like doing his thing you normally hear like perfect time yeah but no this is something a bit more twisted. A bit more dark. Demonic, if you will. Yeah, that's why Solano is definitely the the goat when it comes to music. And um, the reason why I feel like, and like, thinking about it now, I mean, yeah, he lost power of his emotions. Like, he's also facing the same man that killed Liz. Yep. Back in Danafor. And so, I mean, like, that was my that was my initial thought. Like, okay, yeah, he's just letting it out. And I believe he was smiling when he was doing it, too. Oh, yeah, he was. The evil grin he had. The little evil grin on his face when he was doing it. In, in my opinion, that was, like, the first real sign of Assault Mode in that entire series. Oh, yeah. Because that wasn't... Seven Deadly Sins, Melios. No, that was Captain of the Ten Commandments. Can we just, can I just mention, too, how he, when the commandments first appeared, how he just confronted them. He's like, hey, how you guys doing? And he he sparred with one of with them a bit, and he dipped. He, well, this was after, well, that was after he got his power back. Yeah, that's when he got his power back, and he sparred with he, them for a he bit. He Alan. He's like, I can take you. I, I beat you the first time. I can do it again. And Gallon, you know, being cocky as he is, comes in. He's like, all right, bet. And he, you know, I think he uh, almost pieces Gallon, but they teleport him away after that because they only gave him a few seconds, they said. Yeah, like he had like 30 seconds, I believe. Yeah, because they said, we're not going to leave you over there for the whole time because he said, if you do, you're going to get destroyed. But Gallon went from a threat to fodder within the span of a season. 
honestly, he was <laughs> he's probably one of the fodder commandments for sure. Because you see him to like everyone to step like you see like okay, in Gother's illusion you see him killing everyone. Yeah. And like I mean like he does turn Merlin to stone. Which we will get to Merlin. Because mm, mm, I, I have some thoughts about her. Yeah. But I mean other than that, I feel like that's like a good analysis on Meliodas. Uh, well, we could like Well I mean, we we didn't even talk about like season three in general. Oh yeah. Because um, like you definitely see more of his darker his darker side, darker personality I would say. But even with that darker personality, he's still he still wants wants to save Elizabeth. And, and yeah, that, that that is his entire drive. That is his will to live. Like that's basically. the one thing that the Demon King can't, can't take away from him. And you see that in Spades because I mean, like you see him doing his normal Melo's stuff in season three up until. The fight with uh, Mascula. Yeah. Because she's like, ha ha ha, I have you in my dark cocoon. And like, also at that point, the curse is activated. Yeah. So we're on a timer here. Yeah, and they, he's trying to speed it up. Because he was, oh god, I, I have three days before the curse like takes her again. And so he is desperate enough to go after all the commandments. Because he's like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to become the Demon King. And so that, that is his main goal now. That He doesn't tell anyone that besides like Merlin figures, figuring it out. But that, that's his main goal. Yeah, I mean, it's always been his, I would say, you could always say it's always been his main goal, but it shows, like I was saying before, it kind of shows that no matter what emotions the King takes away, his love, which which is a pretty big emotion, Meliodas, his love for Elizabeth doesn't get any smaller, you could say. And it, it gets stays to, there. It gets to a point to like, yeah, he's in the dark cocoon, right? You know, everyone is trying to fight off map, like, Masculine, whatever. Because, mm-hmm. like, she's in her snake form at that point. Yeah, Masculine's in her, her, her uh, snake form. And then you see her stop. Mm-hmm. Because she senses something. And you see her shook. Because you see the cocoon breaking. And you initially just see, like, Melio is in, like, his armor. But you see, you see him struggling. And you just see him let it all out. His armor breaks. You see, like, this swirl of darkness oh. around him for a bit. And, uh, man. And then uh. you see the reveal... Of assault mode, Meliodas. You could say pretty much is the true form in general. Um, of course, it's established early, obviously in the in the season. I mean, before 
beforehand that Meliodas is part of the demon clan. He's part of and, the demon and like race. son of the demon king. Yeah, and he's the son of the demon king, so he's he's up there in the demon room. And it's almost Meliodas is this is probably this Meliodas with most of his emotions gone. They're not there anymore. They're not intact. He will they're, literally they're stuck in purgatory. Yeah, he will kill anybody at this moment. And he, it, it's like I said, the only it's crazy because he would he literally would have killed anybody there along with the seven the seven deadly sins. Escanor, Bon, you know, Merlin, the king. But well, when it comes he, to Elizabeth, he he still shows that you know he loves her, and that's 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 a lot of strength, honestly, to keep that is. emotion, to keep and that emotion of, the, of all of them. You know, part of it, at least initially, he really didn't have his memories. Yeah, but like. I'm trying to figure out a way to put this. Are you guys still on Meliodas? Yes, we're yeah. talking about assault mode right now. <laughs> y'all are not y'all are not gonna make it through all the sea. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I was saying we should speed it up too. <laughs> Bro, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I just want to talk about the f- I know, up. but we still gotta get to go. The to main ghost point is like <laughs> after Meliodas bodies both as his brothers. Casually. And sure, like they think they're gonna gang up on this man. He he literally just lowers his hands and washes both of them. And we get and like after that we get to my favorite scene probably in that entire season with him and Elizabeth. He is like like Aiden was saying he cares for her, and you can tell that. And like he says that in his normal form, but then he reverts back and just says, "But right now, I feel nothing." That hurts a lot. You could say there's a lot of layers to Meliodas, honestly. You know, like Zero Series. The the, the man's like an onion. There's a lot of layers to him. And I like that character writing, too. It's very good. That's how you know Um, you got, like, good characters, is when there's, like, a lot of depth to them. Alright, so, yeah, that's Meliodas in a nutshell. Um, Zero, what's the next one we're going to? Uh, We've talked about Ellie a little bit. We'll just leave it at, Yeah. yeah, we'll leave it at what you said, you know, Elizabeth. Um, they didn't just keep her damsel in distress. I like that. Love to see that. Bond. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bond should be next. Bond um, was a character that I always heard a lot about, and seeing him was like great. I loved it. Um, his interactions with Meliodas is great. It's like literally like two brothers hanging out. Oh yeah. Once Elaine is back, I love seeing how he interacts with her, and also interacts with King. I think it's, like, so funny and so wholesome the entire time. Like, three of them are, like, joking around with each other. We're just doing anything with each other. So, Elaine being introduced into the picture properly. It's like, she's talked about in season one. And King was blaming him for her death. Until after a while. Yeah, and then, like, he finds out the truth. Yeah. And then you get to, like, season two, she's back properly. And you see that dynamic between him and King change to what Zero was talking about. King C, I'd say at that point, Bond becomes more of that brother to, to King. Yeah, the same way he's a brother to Meliodas. Yeah, because he sees how he treats Elaine. He, 
You know, it's like when you have a family member that marries in and they have a cool spouse, you know, and you're like, wow, you know, that's a cool guy. I could get used to him. You know, you get to know him. You're like, wow, that's a cool person. You know, you become buddy buddy with them. It's kind of like that. But at the same time, King and Bond already had a, you know, knew each other from the, you know, from, you know, their time as, you know, the seven deadly sins in general. So it kind of adds on to that. Before Elaine, it was more like a bully relationship. Yeah. And, but, like, Bond and Elaine is very much like Melios and Elizabeth. But, like, that's another situation, like, they will do anything for the other. Oh, yeah. I guess you could say that for most of the relationships, which are, it's like, it's nice to build strong relationships. Like, most of the relationships in, in the show are... Right will do written. anything. Yeah, any anyone will do any one for the other, you know? They'll do anything. And Bonnet in general, like, he grows from, like, just, like, a bandit to... Honestly, one of the most loyal people you will ever see in fiction. Yeah, not, honestly. Not every day will you see someone go to purgatory... To save his friend. Yeah. And even almost succumbed to Purgatory. He almost succumbed to Purgatory, but he still ended up saving his boy. And then and then becomes absolutely cracked. Becomes probably one of the strongest humans. I would say one of the strongest humans, but... He that, is the strongest human. Well, I would say that's taken by someone else, honestly. Uh, I didn't even consider yeah. him. You're right. Yeah. That's taken yeah. by someone else. So I would say Bond is technically the second strongest human. In in that world, which is crazy to think about. Um. So I guess moving on from Bond, um, I guess it's, we're on the topic. King, yeah, King is one of those characters. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't think I I didn't like him at first. Like I didn't I wouldn't say I hated him, but I was like I was indifferent to him. But as it goes on, and they explore his relationship with Deanne. I'm not gonna lie. I catch my, I caught myself rooting for him throughout all of the seasons. I was like, King, you need to get your girl. Let's go. I was rooting for him because I, at that point, I, I grew to like him so much. I was like, that's my boy. Um, King has, at least for a bit, a lot of confidence issues. And that is something I can personally relate to. So, like, seeing him work through it. Yeah. And and you see him, and he has a a physical way of showing that character development with his wings. Oh, yeah. Which is actually a really nice touch. I would say he has a a lot of confidence issues, but rightfully so, because of what's happened to him, you know? Right, but he's kind of lost that confidence over over time because of everything. He's lost one of his best friends. He thought he he lost his sister technically for a bit, and he blamed himself for for you know for time because of, he was gone. You know, and then also blaming Bond too. Yeah, but for the most time, I would say he blamed himself because he wasn't there. Yeah, and I, I, I'm kind of like Aiden when I first saw King. I wasn't the greatest fan of him until we. Dived more into him as a person, and so I'm just like, okay, this is really cool. And then we get to, oh god, season three, season four, 
Oh yeah, season four, like he grows his wings properly. Uh, he gets a little baby wings every <laughs> his little baby uh fairy wings. <laughs> and then you see him get the glow up of the century. That glow up, I did not expect that, but I was hyped. I was like, that's my boy. That is <laughs> a king. Like the whole the whole outfit too, the whole fit. That boy was dripping. And then, <laughs> I said like, it too, a change in personality too. Yeah, he was he that's he, yeah exactly he his whole personality he you could say in general he finally got his confidence back. He grew and into I like point, that. Grew into himself. The version of himself yeah, he, he grew always into wanted himself, to be. Yeah. And then like you see that confidence like kind of getting back on Bond like he's starting to clown yeah. on him. King's like the the ideal like is like the 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 perfect I guess you could say success story. He overcomes most of his insecurities. He doesn't doubt himself anymore. He gets the girl. So he secures the bag in the he end. He secures the bag. I was happy. I was like, that's what's up. He secured the bag, and that's what matters. He's happy. It's like the one, like I would say, the perfect success story. Oh, um, I think something I, would, I do appreciate about King's character from the beginning is, like, he's very much someone who wears his heart on his sleeve. Which also is something I can relate to. Yeah, that's why yep. I call you King. Um, oh, God. He's someone who, like, <laughs> definitely puts a lot on his own shoulders and shows it, whether he likes yeah. to or not. And one of those big standout moments to me is during the training when he finds out that Meliodas was, you know, is part of the Demon Clan. And he, like, starts lashing out at him about it. And Meliodas still treats him like a friend, still treats him like nothing. You know, it's, like, not a big deal because... Yeah. Meliodas understands, you know, King's reacting to this news, but at the end of the day, they're still friends. And he'll calm but, down and come to his senses about it. And then at the, yeah. but at the same time, though, Meliodas is straight up with him. Yeah, he's keeping King, it real. He's keeping it 100%. Yeah, King asks, are you our friend? So, yeah. And he says, as long as you show her Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. He says, as long as you don't hurt, you know, who I care about, yeah. Like, when have you ever not been friends, you know? Exactly, yeah. That, when he says that, yeah, I love I love when he says that. He's like, when have we not been friends? That's a, that's another thing about, like, Melio. is like, he's super serious, but at the same time, he is an insanely loyal friend and like leader. I, like I said, that's why I would say the Seven Deadly Sins crew, while not obviously, you know, character for character, they remind me of the Straw Hats, in a way, just because of the group of characters. They were they they actually show that they're a family, mm-hmm. just like with One Piece shows the the, the Straw Hat crew is like a family. So I I like that in general. Um, I guess should we round out the male part of the group? Yeah, with yeah. Uh, with like Escanor. Yeah, and, was... and a Gother. We can go Escanor. Well, I say Gother is yeah. not. Gother like... has to be the last character then. Yeah, <laughs> rounding out every uh, the males. Go- Gother is um, Gother. Yeah, Wait, Gother honestly, Gother. yeah, honestly, Gother. While he does have some some issues of his own, he uh, I'd say, I'd say he kind of started he, he, at first. I I I would say other. I did not. I kind of liked him at first, and he kind of grew on me. And then there was a moment where I hated his guts, where I I hated we'll, him so we'll much. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get we, there. We'll get, get there. We'll get there. Because I feel you. I feel you. I think all three of us are on the same wavelength yeah. right now. We were, I would say, we were yeah. all on the fuck Gother wavelength for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, I guess, going on Escanor then. 
Escanor. Oh, the Flex King himself. That the the boy, the man himself. That man is crazy. I the the lion sin of pride himself. Well, so with Escanor, right? Initially, yeah. like he is basically just all flex, right? Hmm. Which cool, like that that makes sense. And I do like the like idea of like Bruce Banner Hulk kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Not like exactly, but like, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But just like every other character, as the show goes on, you learn more about Escanor. You yeah. learn about why he is how he is. And unfortunately, you don't really get to see the full picture until the very end. The thing of, like, I see, well, I guess you could say it from all the characters, too. They all have their, all the sins have their their downfall. And it's kind of listed with them on the sin that they carry. They all kind of represent that kind of perfectly. Like, Meliodas's wrath, obviously, man, when he was in salt mode, you felt the wrath, you know? You know, and that's again, like that's the main thing about Genghis Powers. Like he had to control that anger. And then Escanor, he's a lion. He's pride. Pride is his thing. When he's when the sun comes out, that man is nothing but pride. Prideful. Yeah, he is. Yeah, like once it hits six a.m., he on his, he on your ass. He got that swollen tone, and he started he started changing yeah. up. Right, exactly. And he's, he's full of himself. You can say that's it. That's also part of his downfall in a way, but also his strength. Mm-hmm. And so, funny enough, I, 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 I'm not sure this is canon or not. This could be entirely a fan-made thing. Which, whatever, I, I view it as a pretty cool piece of world-building. Um, when Eskinor first joined the Sins, um, they went on a mission to a castle in Edinburgh. Which, if you remember, was a home of the vampires. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this is also, like, a way to help Eskinor control himself. So they're like, okay, we just gotta buy time until day. Because, like, the, the main target is, like, this vampire lord, whatever. The moment the sun comes up, Eskinor levels the entire building. <laughs> and the only way they were able to stop him was a Merlin-Gother combo. Merlin had to buff Gother to knock him out. I think that is, I think that is canon. Uh, I mean, like, I they do talk about uh, the, 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 the sins that have a mission to take out a bunch of vampires. Let me see. The and like, I don't know, it was just interesting. It is. And one thing I do appreciate, yeah, you they know. Had, they they had a mission or something. Or something okay. I appreciate the fact that, one, they don't treat him any different. Whether the sun's up or the moon's up, they treat Escanor like Escanor, you know? They still, they still treat him like he's, like, he a regular... He treats himself yeah. differently. He treats him, yeah, he treats himself differently, but everyone else treats him like he's, just, like, a regular dude, you know? No special treatment, yeah. no, like... like they, yeah, like, they don't ego. go when the sun's down. Yeah, like, when the sun's down, they don't go... They don't go, oh, yeah, that's Escanor. He's our weakest sin right now. No, they say, yeah, that's Escanor. That's our strongest member right there. Sun's up. Yeah, that's our strongest member right there. Nothing changes. Yeah, they, still they see, don't downplay they still him. They the same no matter what. Yeah. Um, 
and like again, like I was saying, like you don't get the full picture of Eskinor until the very end of his character. Oh yeah, like that pride in the end is it that pride rounds out more as it goes on because you kind of you get you get down and realize that Eskinor, even as you know cocky and arrogant as he as he can be. He views his friends as his pride. That, that he that is, you know, who he is. And he carries himself with this thought that he owes them everything. Yeah, because they were the only people who took him in. They they didn't treat him any differently. They suck up for him no matter what. And you, you when you see him in the day form, most of the time you're like, I don't believe that, but when you see him at the end, when he's fighting the Demon King, and he's using what time he has left. With Sunshine, too. He, he boosted himself even further, and he, everybody told him, hey, you know, you're, you're going to die if you do that. And he's like, I don't care. You know, if it's, he's, if it's to protect, you know, my friends and everything, he says, forget it. I'm doing it. And then it gets to a point where Meliodas is just like, if we're going to do this, if, if you're going to do this, we're doing this together. And just, they do it. That is sad. And they do it, I, and the I sun shines as bright as it can one last time. And Escanor I cried. burns I cried as bright as he can, and it's great. It's such a good moment. It's such a good I moment, dude. I ain't gonna no cop out, bro. The, I cried. I cried on that scene, bro. But the thing that kind of hurts even more is the final moments between him and Merlin. <sighs> yeah. So, for those of you at yeah. home that are still with us and have not seen Seven Nilly Sins, or don't really care to watch it, but you're still invested in this, Escanor likes it. yeah we appreciate you. Escanor likes Merlin like a lot, and at night when he's himself himself, you know it's very like skittish. He like you know he wants to confess to her, but he doesn't know how to. He's meek about it. But during the and day, really good poetry. Yeah, he makes yeah really good poetry. And during the day, it gets a little more out there and braggadocious, and the bravado starts it's, to get in. It kind of becomes. Yeah. I wouldn't say toxic okay. masculinity in a way, but it almost he, feels like that sometimes. He's, he's about his show. He's about his showmanship. He starts showing off a, a lot. It's a, a very Eskinor thing to do. Yeah, like you can really tell. Like the pride is like really like skewing his vision a bit, but he still cares about her, and she's always respected and appreciated his feelings. But you know, curved him respectfully. And in this last moment, where he's about to die, and he tells her one last time that he loves her, while she does not love him back romantically she still loves him as a friend and gives him that gives him a kiss and but she but the thing that i remember that sucks out to me mm -hmm. she says if only you would have been there three thousand years ago and, and we we learn more about that we learn we more, about, more that. about that and because i because <sighs> if you, and now that you brought that up, that literally just ringed the light bulb in my head, and I was like, holy shit, I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Because um, if, if Eskar was there 3,000 years ago, that would have happened. They would have they been together. And you see this burn on Merlin's, like, chin. As you could say, like, chin, like, reach into, like, lip area. Yeah. yeah. And 
Elizabeth is like, I can heal that if you want me to. And she says no. Yeah, like I guess with that you can kinda swerve into Merlin's character if anything. I mean mm. we want to we want to go Gother, but I mean it kinda no, Mer- we need to go through for the end. Yeah. yeah. Merlin was a character that like I was always like, oh man, you know, she's really cool. And I never really thought about like what she wants in all of this until they brought it up. Yeah. Because yeah, she's the one that's, that's always it. she's the one that's always got the answers. She's helping figure stuff out. She's helping do a lot of stuff and know stuff about everyone else, but he is yeah. like the answer to everything. Yeah, right? But no one really knew too much about her. Like, they knew some stuff, but not everything. Like, that's seeing, a good analysis. And we've and... seen, like, everyone else's backstories. And, I, and I've kept track of it, yeah. too. We're seeing, like, King meet Diane when she's a kid. We're seeing, like, Milios and Elizabeth's time together. No, we're seeing the all first this... Holy War. Yeah, the first Holy War. We're seeing all this stuff. And we don't see anything about Merlin. And we never got that from Merlin. And I was always like, okay, so when are we going to get it? We're almost at the end. And uh, like to to a point, we did we did kind of get it initially, like yeah, during we, season three, because like they had to explain purgatory. Yeah, and they we do get Merlin's true form, of course, you know, uh, and her real name, obviously, uh, is a name we cannot pronounce. Yeah, a name that's unpronounceable <laughs> to the t- to the human tongue, to the, to the tongue. mortal tongue. Yeah, but you know, she we do know that where she's from, you know, where she's from, she. Calls herself Merlin, you know, daughter of Belialuin. Which is a place. Yeah. At first, I thought that was a person when I first started. You know, when I first watched I was like, oh, is that a person? And as you go forward, you learn it is a place. And No, so for the longest time, ever since season, the end of season one, I'm like, okay, Merlin is best girl, and I will die on this hill. Because when you first see her, right, she is the epitome of bad bitch energy. Hmm? Yes? Yeah. Except for one Never. thing, though. <laughs> there was, there was, one, oh. <laughs> there was one thing for me, though. There was one thing, like, immediately yeah. as I was reading it, that, like, was a flag for me, was that she held on to Meliodas' weapon. And I'm just like, why have you just been holding this all this time? Okay. okay. Um, so my thought process for her having lost Vane, right, was Probably, I yeah. just... She thought, okay, that was probably a level of, like, check. Because a, a thing about Meliodas is, like, he he was essentially, at one point, a living WOD. Still kind of so, is. So, like, so I, so I just thought, okay, that was just probably, like, a check. And so, since he didn't have, like, the broken sword that was a key, and then he broke the sword that was given to him. By- mm-hmm. She's like, "Okay, I'm gonna give you your sacred treasure, See, but yeah, we're if we're we're not gonna worry about your, we're we're not gonna worry about that thing until later." See, I was on the reverse, right? I was like, "Why does she have this?" Because he wasn't acting like, you know, he knew that she had it. No one knew. No one knew she had this. So it's like, why do you just have this? And, like, now when times are dire, you decide to give it to him, which, you know, fine. But, like, you've had this this entire time and have never mentioned it at all. Despite hearing, you know, we kind of need this sacred treasure. We're looking for a sacred treasure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just yeah, one of those, of them, pe- yeah. those peaks of interest for me. Yeah, all of them actually... 
all of, I think all of them in, in general hid their respective sacred treasures or put them away somewhere because they didn't, they didn't need because it. they felt like they didn't need it. And when you know when times got dire, they all pulled their their secret their sacred well, treasures. I out mean, there. like King had always had a sacred treasure on. Yeah, him. King's always had his because that's a bit different. It's his his, his you know that is spirit. a Perry King staple. Yeah, uh, Deanne's uh, hammer, I believe. She of course, had to go get that back. Uh, Bond with his staff slash nunchuck combo. Um, he couldn't bring out that full potential until post purgatory. Yeah, yeah, he did say he's like, well, now I can actually use these, cor- uh, you know, correctly now. But yeah, Merlin is. Yeah, I would, I would say honestly, I, I, I like her as a character, and at the end, you do realize that. I wouldn't call it selfish, honestly. Her intentions, because we are like earlier, we were saying earlier. She was the problem solver, the, 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 you know, the person you go to the answers. And she was always helping, you know, everybody along the road. She was the one con for, for a lot of situations. Yeah. And, you know, this is, this is explained too, like, by the, I think it's the Lady of the Lake. Yes. Um, well, she, the way she puts it makes it seem bad. The way she says it kind of like, <laughs> says it like an ass, but she says, you know, Merlin's done everything for you guys. But what have you done for her? What have you done for her? And it, it, like, it is true at the end, they ask Merlin, what is it you want? Because everybody wants, you know, they want to, because everybody essentially in that group got what they want. And so they're like, you know, the last person who hasn't gotten what they want is you, Merlin. What do you want? Yeah, what's your happy Shakes. ending? What are you looking for? Yeah. Then we find out, and that is when I start questioning myself. Yeah, she does take them to the lake where they fought the Demon King. Demon King. And uh, revives Arthur. And says, yeah, uh, I want the Age of Chaos to, you know, begin. And kind of think, like, wait, hmm? Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, I remember, like, flipping out at that moment. I was like, what do you mean? I thought we were done. I thought the yeah. manga was over. There's, like, <laughs> ten chapters left, bro. What do you, let me, like, ten. It was, like, less than ten. And I was like, what do you and mean? Then, yeah. And, like, when I'm watching through it, I send zero message. I'm like, wait, red f- pause? <laughs> red flag. Red flag. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, what, what do you mean? And I don't... We still don't know if this is good or bad, per We se. don't have no clue what this means still. We have no because, clue what this means. But even then, I wouldn't call her selfish, uh, selfish for, ask, for, you know, letting them, you know, you know let, uh, having the sins... What she did, because she explained literally a bunch of things that led to this moment it, it, the way they had it was there, she set up everything yeah so the reason why meliodas still got you know uh possessed by his her, uh his father because Merlin, she intentionally delayed the time stop spell yeah and Which almost backfired by the way yeah like at the end of the day i i'm not mad at her i, I was surprised but i wouldn't say i'm mad at the character <sighs> so as someone who's been Team Merlin for a very long time, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was very conflicted about the revelation. I'm like, okay, I don't want you to be the final boss, please. And she's not. She's you yeah, can, like she's not. That that was my main fear. You can technically like, say she's still on the side of the sins, but she's kind of doing her own thing right now. And, and at, at the end of the day. You can say she's selfish for that. And to be but, fair, she's also the sin of gluttony. Yeah, exactly. You can say she's selfish for that, but yeah, she is a sin of gluttony. 
And my initial thought was like, okay, she's like the sin of gluttony because she like she wants as much knowledge as she can. Exactly. That's also part of it too. But, but at say, the end of the day, I say I like don't her, think her that. her whole like gluttony thing is more so like trying to get everything for everyone, right? It's like everyone yeah. getting their happy endings, and then her, you know. Yep. Um. And, I did find it interesting. Oh, okay. Not really interesting. Yeah. It kind of bugged me a little bit, actually. Like, when we first dive into her backstory, at the very end of the final season, so it was like, you know, we she explains more about her childhood, right? Yep. Like, um, she's a prodigy and stuff. Basically, uh, she's, she's basically an experiment, in a way you can think about it. Right. Because all they did was make her teach her magic. All they did was make them do puzzles. Like, you know, something to do with magic, learn puzzles, do this. Repeat, same old, same old, same old. So, and then she's like, "I'm, I'm just gonna run away. Why not?" Nope. And she ran away from Belialuin. And, and then she bumps into Meliodas. Instant. She in that instant, she's instantly in love. Which bugs, which bugged me a bit. Not, I'm not gonna lie. It, well, because he did help her. Oh well, no, I'm that that part doesn't bug yeah. me. It's like at that point, I'm like. Okay, I I don't want this to really boil down to Meliodas and his harem. Yeah, it like, doesn't. Like that was my concern too, right? It was like, oh, she's doing because she's still in love with him. But it's like, no, she gets over that re- like, within a certain like a reasonable amount of time. She gets over it. Yeah. But, she, but she still says like there is that gap. Yeah, and that's where that circles back to her saying, "If only you had been around three thousand years earlier to Escanor." Because oh if she because with him if first, it had they been been together. If it had been Escanor who had saved her instead of Meliodas, they would have, yeah, exactly, been together. And, and God, it you at first you could say, "Wow, she she she, she was just jealous," but like you know, like I said, she does get over it, obviously. And you could say she does find, I'd say, uh, love in another way towards Arthur. I, I view that as like a mother son relationship. I don't know. I, I don't like, know. I can't put my finger on what it is. I feel like there's a little bit more into that. Into that. Into that. Well, you I, know. Th- like we can't. But we, we, we can't say for sure. You know. <laughs> we don't know. But Bro, I Merlin and Merlin and Arthur right now is the big question mark. But like I said, I I, I don't think she's selfish for what she wanted, at all. Yeah, it is something that is very kind of controversial. But everybody else got what they wanted, and then now only got hers. The so I, thing... I would say it, it's it, it, I think it's well, you know, it, she deserves it in a way, you know. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing I respect about the team is like they find out about all this, they leave for like they separate for a bit just to collect themselves. Yeah, they are mad. Yeah, but they think about it. And they're like, we can't we're pushing be her that away. Mad. And they say, yeah, we can't just push her away because we're indifferent to what she wants to do. And so they come back to help her at the final fight in the main series. Yep, against Calf Pulug Pulug. I don't know how to say it. Um, uh, we're, we're just gonna call it Calf. Okay, yeah. that's another thing. That's another thing that annoyed me. The fact that it was the cat. The entire time. And I'm just like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's this stupid cat that's been here the entire time. Like, yeah. what, like this, like, 
Like, Hawk? Okay, fine. I'll give you Hawk, because his mother's a giant, right? I guess. I'll give you Hawk. That's a pass. But, like, the cat? Really? The cat? <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously, Cap had done nothing to Arthur, because Arthur had did not have the power of chaos oh, beforehand. Also, real quick about Hawk Zero, you gotta remember, that man's from Purgatory. Yes. Okay, but, like, initially, we didn't know that. We just thought it was a pig yeah. with a giant pig for a mother. Which, okay, cool, that's that is just your, like, magical story. Right, yeah. and then, like, once they, like, they introduce, like, it can, tra- Hawk can transform via, like, food or, like, monster parts. It Herbie eats... type joint. Yeah, then I'm like, alright, fine, I'm starting, I can, like, warm up to, like, other stuff it can, like, Hawk can do. I just wasn't expecting Purgatory to be, like, his home. Yeah. Then, of course, you know, being the good friends of the artists since help Merlin and Arthur, and, uh... Man. Meliodas talks to her. He's like, "Hey, yeah. I, I'm so kind of upset you for almost killing my girlfriend." Yeah, he, and I like the way he I like the way he transitions to this because it made me it did made me crack a smile because he he said it all serious. He's like he's like you know you're gonna have to take responsibility for this, right? Like yeah, it's like it's just like yeah that was that was the plan. Yeah, and then you know like you have to watch Arthur blah, blah, with your life. And she's like, like yeah, I already know. And he's like he's like but he shifts to his cheerful personality he's like but don't worry because we're here to help you too and i was like yo okay so good i loved God. it because he, he he wasn't mad anymore he literally was like we're not mad anymore like we're still we're still we're still friends and i was like okay that's what's up so for right now just to end it on just to put like a little merlin we don't know what's going on from there yeah we have no yeah. clue we have that no is clue a very giant shows. question mark and then, uh, uh Deanne. Oh, oh, Deanne. Well, Deanne's qu- quick run De- through, Deanne's too. very quick. Um, Deanne, obviously. And Deanne can lead into Gulter, too, because they do have mm. <laughs> the interaction <laughs> there. <laughs> so Deanne, obviously, uh, you know, uh, I like Deanne a lot. I would say she's, like, the cheerleader of the group. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um... Or I guess you could say the um, she's the, the pos- she's the positive friend. She's the friend that's always yeah. like keeping everybody she's spirits the positive high, thinking positive and optimistic. And I love that about Deanne. I initially was not a Deanne person because she was kind of annoying for oh. in the beginning because yeah. she had the she's she has what I call Elizabeth syndrome. Yeah, for a bit. For a good for a bit of the series she does have that Elizabeth syndrome with Meliodas, yes. And then we and then you move on to season two where you learn more about her and like where she really came from and like who was really there from the start. Spoilers, it's King. And I think uh she wasn't your ideal giant, right? Like she was kind no, of No, like, no, she was a pacifist. Yeah, she didn't want to fight anybody. And King, you know, of course she met King, and fell in love with King. Why King as well? You know, with her. I can't remember why specifically. But I'm just like, way. But she was like young. Took care she of had her. like yeah. He, they had bumped into each other. He like kind of helped her out. Gave her some yeah. He took care of her through all her you know her hardships and everything. But it changed from King to Meliodas. And that's when she uh, lost her memories the first time, I believe, right? Yes. 
Yep. God, that's another thing that annoyed me too. How often these two lose their memories? It's actually infuriating. Like I get it, you know, the drama. But like, come on, man, we could have anything else other than losing their memories. Like what, yeah. three times, four times? I, I, yeah, I would say, like I said, Deanne's not a hard character to get into. Like, I don't have much more to say, obviously, than she's a cheerleader and she's a, she's the 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 brawn of the group too. She does. I would say she's like the full brawn, but she is, you know, some of the strength in that group too. She, yeah, um, she's a lot of strength, but she's also a lot of like moral strength, right? She's kind of she yeah. kind of like uplifts the group and helps exactly. keep everybody positive. And she also wears her heart on her sleeve. You know, she's very react reactionary to when things mm-hmm. happen, just uh, like uh, King. Exactly, just very... like King. That's where they compliment each other. And she also yeah. likes when people are honest with themselves. Like when Ellie is clearly hiding the fact that she, like, and she's upset that like you know, oh, I'm gonna die because of the curse. And and Diane's just like. If you're upset, please say something. It's okay to cry. Like, this is unfair. I don't like this, and you, I know you don't like this, so just say it, you know? Yeah. She, likes, she, she wants you to be honest with your emotions, because she's honest with and, her emotions. And also, watching Deanne, Elizabeth, and Elaine talk to each other is kind of... It, it's the girls like I'm normally not the fan of. Like, they work so well with each other. Yeah. Yeah, and I would, you know, say, speaking of the, the memory loss... Um, oh, oh are, are we going to talk I'm about... Gonna, I'm going to start with the good about Go3. Oh, okay. I'm going to start okay. with the good. Because as much as there was a moment where I was on the, you know, I hate Gother's guts train, worst character, worst sin ever, you know, <laughs> there was a moment okay. where I did like him. I like his quirkiness. I like his um flamboyancy. I like his flamboyancy. It was it was very welcome because it was funny. Um, Like, he, he wasn't just flamboyant just to be flamboyant it's just his personality you know and like the fact he can't read a room yeah exactly he's you know that makes sense obviously because he is a doll he's not an actual person he doesn't understand he at first he doesn't understand human feelings so that's why when you know they first get together he can't read a room he's a little obnoxious but it's not on purpose you know it's just just how it is for him but I, I I love him in the beginning because, like I said, he's quirky. The flamboyancy works really well, and you know, that's probably I, like my say my my main things from it in the first half. I I really like go through skill set. Oh yeah, different. It's not like physical. It's more like mental. It's mental technically. Yeah, no, his entire thing is immense. Yeah. It's, it's quite a it's, it's a literal mental battle. Yeah. And. Um. Man, I guess another one of those things that like set me off early was what, what's the girl with her eyes closed and the black hair? It's a G something. Oh, Gila. 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 There's yeah. a point where like Gila and her brother are like you know going about their business after this big That's fight. Doing one of the OVAs and like and like someone else is talking to them. And it's like yeah, Gother was there and go through this and go through that. And it's like yeah, Gother, my sister, are in love. They've been in love for years now. And it's like. Gother, Gother, what are you doing? Why are you inserting like do like giving these people false yeah. memories and stuff? Like, what is wrong? Like, what is going on? What is wrong with you? And I think at that point is he wanted to know what love was. I believe was yes. he wanted to feel that. He want yeah he wanted to feel that. But at the same time, this that is, is not how you go about yeah. that. You don't give people false memories. What he didn't know. Yeah, you've been it's, alive for three thousand years. Come on, and, man. And it's not even until then that we realize that he technically does have a heart that helps him with his emotions. It's just he just didn't realize it and was kind of ignoring it, you know. And it wasn't until then when he realized that he technically has a heart 
I would say is, you know, when he changes fully and starts becoming more of that understanding person. And he actually understands feelings way better after that. Yeah. Like I said, there was a time where... Ooh, ooh. Oh, oh, so, so do we all... Do we just want to talk about, like, the fuck Gother arc? Yes. 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 So, yeah. Um, I believe... Um, it was something Deanne said, and Golden said, "Oh yeah, um, let's test that." And what, what, what did she say? It, it I, was be- she's like, she's something about her know, memories being strong, or something like you know she always. She's like, you can't touch the memories that's in the heart. Yep. The, it, it 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 was on that Shion nonsense. Yeah, and Gother being the fucking obnoxious person man he is. is. He's like, well, no, your memories are in your brain, stupid. So I'm gonna erase your memories and- again. <laughs> This is, this is the point. This is the point. This is the point too. I was rooting for King, and they and King and Deanne were so close. Ooh, they were so close. And then Gother did that and put them three steps back, and I was very mad. And that set King off. I, I would have been off too, bro. I'm like, yo, I was about to secure the bag and, and I you think erase her memories. It, it was it was a bad enough situation to where. Meliodas and Merlin were like, we have a problem. We might have to kill Ghost. <laughs> we, yeah, like, like, we might have to beat his ass. Because <laughs> he's mugging. Well, Gother was mugging. Well, well Meliodas looked at Merlin and he's like, we need to reset Gother. Yep, and uh, everything, you know, everything, of course, of that went successful. And I'd say, now I do like Gother. I like post Gother having a tantrum, you know. <laughs> In getting his own memories back, yeah. Yeah, getting his memories back, remembering... That kind of hurt to watch. Remembering Nadja, yup, that was sad. I was like, okay. At that point, that I was like, you know, during that, and I was like, you know what, you know what, okay, go through. I'm not as mad at you anymore. He... He didn't understand that she died. Yeah, that's the crazy part. And so, you see, like, the guards walking into the room... And they think Gother killed her. Yup. Yeah, but they didn't realize like he was putting his heart in her, thinking it would bring her back because he doesn't have a compre- he didn't have a comprehension of death at the time. Yeah, he was like a he was basically a newborn, you could say, at that time he was like yeah, a newborn, still pretty fresh. You could tell like they genuinely cared about each other, or at least as much as Gother could. Mm. Yeah. And after he has that, I guess, do you want to call it mental awakening or mental breakdown? I say an awakening. Awakening, yeah. After that, he really became, like, one of the most clutch people in the team. Oh, yeah. And he he got closer to King, too, who, like I said, wasn't mad at him. And him and King do talk about it. I think he does apologize to, to King about what he did. Yeah, he does apologize. He's like, yeah, that's my bad, bro. And they become because of that, because he was honest with them, he tells me, you know, I just got my memories back, and I know how you feel, you know, I see how you see Deanne, and how Deanne sees you, you know, like, I'm sorry, I messed that up, and they, they become close, and they even have their own combo move, too. <laughs> <laughs> the true sign wait, of friendship, wait. having a combo move. Yeah, right? And then, you would think, that's the end of Gother's arc. No, no. There, there's an entire holy war to go over. Yeah. yeah, we can skim over that though. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, yeah, it's basically just like they're like, oh god, other Gother 
made this Gother give, give <laughs> this Gother like some of his soul. I think he's, I don't know. He is basically the way the Holy War ended initially was the best way I can put it is an infinite Tsukiyomi? You made like a scapegoat. Yeah. I mean, scapegoat slash infinite Tsukiyomi because, like, they, for, like, hmm, the Mayel situation is, yeah. Because, like, go through probably good points, like, Meliodas kind of tipped the scales to make it unbalanced. Yep, so they had to balance it. So go through was like, hear me out, hear me out. Let's turn one of the four archangels into a, into a demon temporarily <laughs> uh, for over three thousand years. Oh. Totally, totally won't backfire. And just let's say that uh, he is Meliodas' brother. <laughs> um. Yeah. Let's, let's just say that. Um. We're gonna make. I'm gonna make everyone believe that. Um. Spoilers, it did backfire eventually. It was, was actually the worst idea. <laughs> yup, 3,000 years later. The worst, the the worst 3, idea. 3,000 years later, oh, this same person is trying to absorb all the commandments to become the Demon King. And goes absolutely berserk. Because he's having an identity crisis while absorbing commandments. This is not a good time. This is not a good time for anybody. But... Yeah, but I mean, at the end, all the, uh, I guess you see all the sins get their happy ending. Uh, everybody has a kid. <laughs> yeah, um, we don't see everyone's kid, though. Everyone has we, their, see, uh, we, we only see Tristan. Yeah, we only see Tristan. We see Tristan, Meliodas. but there is note of, um, what's, what's Banny Lane's kid's name? Uh, Lancelot. Lancelot. Lancelot, yeah. And there's a picture of him out there in the world. Because, yeah, because I think he pops up in the manga already. He pops because, up in the sequel manga. Yeah, because the sequel manga is going on. It's kind yeah. of just started. Yeah, it's still pretty young. Um, but yeah, Tr- Tristan. We d- we don't know much about him besides the fact that honestly, just by looking at him, he is his father's son. Does he's his daddy's boy? He's his daddy's son. <laughs> um, th- this by the way, he looks at the world with like. The emotional outbursts of his mother. And I'm thinking, like... And I, and I told Zero this. I'm like, I'm telling you, this man is about to be cracked. And he's like, you think? I'm like... He's an MC. He's an, he's an MC in the sequel. He's an, he is an MC of a... For, he's, he's the son of a former MC. Who is the son of the Demon King. <laughs> Look. And and the the who yeah the son he's the the his his grandma and his grandfather are, are the demon king and the supreme deity. Which if we're talking about the supreme deity, do you guys want to go to curse the light? Was that the I mean, yeah, we can lead it. This is basically leading the curse by light. Yeah, I'm just my final thoughts on Tristan. My only concern is that they make this this shit Boruto and they go south. Just don't make this Boruto and ruin it. All right. I'm down for a sequel manga, yeah. just don't ruin it. I, I, mm, I, I really hope it doesn't turn to Boruto, because Boruto, I, is my, I'm very... my biggest concern. <laughs> I'm, I'm very on off of Boruto. It's very, it's very... They have some, Boruto has some good ideas, but there's some things that aren't executed right, it's like, uh, it is it's like terrible ideas. 
But um, yeah. But going into Curse by Light, of course. We we Chris literally by... just saw this last night. Yeah, Curse by Light is the only canon movie to the series. There's only there's two movies, so yeah. And it yeah, Prisoner of the Sky is not canon, but uh, Prisoner uh, of the Sky real quick is the most anime movie you could ever give for yeah. a Shonen series. But um, Curse by Light. Um, takes place six is it six months right six after months, the yes, holy six war months. six months yeah. it's like halfway of the one yep. like one half year gap yep. and it fits in there so it doesn't retcon anything that happens in the ending so nothing retcons like you know the, like i said the other sins having their children and so and so and blah blah, blah. it just fits basically, in there perfect what, like a little puzzle piece of basically what you do if you want like a proper flow of the timeline you you watch the fight against kath you stop Watch Curse by Light, and, and then, then you finish the rest of the series. Essentially, yeah. And I, I, we, we, we talked about this too when we did finish the movie. Um, I'll say what I guess my thoughts first about it. I liked it. Um, it was a pretty straightforward movie. Pl- plot was as straight as it can be, like straight like an arrow, bro. Like it was straightforward. I, there, I had no you know problem understanding it. Nothing crazy. It didn't add anything crazy. It, pretty much just like they said they would do. They kind of just fit, you know, something in there, threw it in there so it wouldn't mess up with the timeline. And it worked out, and it was a pretty decent movie. I liked it. Um, Zero. I enjoyed the movie. It felt fast, honestly. It did not feel yeah. like it was, like, as long as it was. Uh, I enjoyed some of the ideas that they did try to do. Uh, very only small issues. Like, I would have liked a little bit more with, like, Mal. When he, oh, when he yeah. came around, or like I would have liked to see like Arthur and Merlin a little bit more, because because like she shows up at the end, and it's like oh okay cool, and then just goes back to Arthur, but it's like you didn't come help with the fight, you didn't do anything, like you you, you did something else off screen that we didn't get to see, you came I, here and then you left, and it's like oh okay. I, I did say this was similar to uh, or it's akin to Sasuke appearing in the last um, Naruto the movie, yeah, like where he's, Sasuke he's appears. <laughs> There's Meteor, and he's like, all right, I'm going to head out. We shouldn't even do Mer- that, right? Like, she shows yeah. up, and is like, oh, okay, cool, they got a handle, and then leaves. And I would have liked to see them do something, because yeah. Arthur is uh, the new, like, god of chaos now. And I would have liked to see, like, I don't know, <laughs> the, them help out. The strongest person in that franchise now. Yeah. yeah. And, then they, and then they ended on, like, oh, now it's the age of chaos and humanity, but we still don't know what that means. So I would have liked... I would have liked a little bit more of those two. <laughs> but I um, loved, I enjoyed what it, for what it was, you know, with, like, Meliodas and Zeldris hanging out together and fighting for Diane and King. It was nice. It was all nice. I'd say that was, I'd say that was a highlight, too, of Meliodas and Zeldris finally being, bro- like, you know, becoming brothers like that. Yeah, that was, that was a big highlight. So, for me, right, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the simplicity of the story because that could have gone south very, very quick. Hard agree. Hard agree. Yep. Mm. Um. See, Aiden is saying like the Marlon Arthur thing is similar to Sasuke. You know what that reminds me more of? Mm. What? Uh, Beerus and Dragon Ball Super Broly. Oh yeah, he just he's just there. <laughs> he's just there. Because <laughs> like, you know he's there. You know that he could very easily end that situation. But he he's just there. Yep. And both Beerus and Merlin say they basically get the exact same thing. Guess that settles that. 
I mean, I, I'd say, like, the, the difference here is that, like, Beerus doesn't have the, like, you know, he's not actively, like, helping with anything else. Merlin and Arthur get pulled up on yeah. by some people being controlled by the bad guys, and they go and fight them. And, and no, this is, like, after Arthur is, like, done yeah. building a cemetery. Yeah, yeah I believe a cemetery, cemetery for all of Camelot. For all, yeah, for all of Camelot. So, like... One would think that they would, okay, they just fought these guys, now they're going to come help us fight. Beerus just babysitting the baby. That's it. Yeah, there's no, there's no like, intention to go fight. There's no intention to go do anything else. He is watching this child, and that's it. So, look, as no, one's, as no one's messing with that man's food, he's chilling. He's chilling right now. I was expecting Merlin and Arthur to pull up and help out. See, but because thing that's is, what it felt like was going to happen. The, the way I look at it, right? Is that like the the reason why I compare Beerus to Merlin and Arthur is that they are like again they could they could both easily solve that problem. I think that what they wanted was they probably wanted the the main character to struggle a bit more because let's say you do present Arthur in there fighting the supreme deity that that's a very short fight. Considering Arthur is the the has power over the cre- what what created everything in that universe. Exactly. He would peace the supreme deity. Right, he I don't, I don't know how much he knows how much he's doing at that point. Well, just with the power in general, he probably would have you know, destroyed her pretty easily. Like yeah, you know, like that's what I said like they they, they could have both were too broken for the situation they wanted to tell. Yeah. Like, for the story they wanted to tell. Yeah. And like, uh, that that uh, chaos part also does seem to be very emotion-based. Also. I would, and Arthur I is that. another heart-on-his-sleeve person. Because I, I noticed when he uh, when he first revived, he attacked Meliodas, thought Meliodas betrayed them, uh, was doing all types of sorts of magic with, with chaos, and that was crazy. I was like, "What? What is going on?" And when he realized that Meliodas was, you know, with them on their side, like, you know, he's still their friend. He's like, "Oh, oh okay, we're cool," and everything um, just he, kind of. And he, gone. he, he like, like, he deeply apologized. Yeah, like that. It, it it's crazy because you can see you kind of get the gist of what Arthur can do. And he 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 didn't know what he was doing. That's the that's the scary thing. Exactly. And, and again, Marlin also probably could have very easily ended that situation. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious to see where they go on next. I'm, um, I'm pretty sure that they're probably going to let the, the, the sequel manga, I forgot the name of it, sequel manga go on probably further well, and I, probably adapt it into anime. I was like, they need a lot more chapters before they before they. Yeah, that's why I said let it adapt further. Because they're about because like Boruto, speaking of sequel mangas, the anime is basically copied to the manga at this point. Okay. Oh, here we go. It's called the uh, Four Knights of the Apocalypse: Seven Deadly Sins. All right. That, so that is the the name of the sequel manga. It's called Four, uh, the uh, Four Knights of the Apocalypse, featuring Tristan, the, the demon goddess hybrid who has Gohan levels of potential. Just please actually use him. Please use him for something. Oh. Please please make him good. For the love of, I'm begging. I'm I'm on my knees, bro. Just please make him a good character. This man is this man is praying for a good second generation MC. Because because it's very rare okay. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick a quick little menu thing and then we can move on. Right. It is very Ooh. rare I find that like follow up stuff to series is like as good as the first one, right? Like Boruto right. is nowhere near as good as Naruto, right? Right. Uh, you could say you could say super to like D B and Z. I wouldn't put super to the same level in certain re- in certain regards, but like yeah. It's it's very hard to capture that, and that's why I'm hoping Bleach will live up to my expectations. Bleach, but Ooh. like, oh Ooh. my god! Yeah, I don't get me started on that. I, I, I can't talk about still. it here. I need to read it still, but I'm just hopeful mm-hmm. that since we have a new generation, we don't have we don't just straight up nerf the old guard, or we don't let yeah. them outshine the new guard. Let's have a nice little mix. You know what I'm saying? A nice little nice little yeah. schmeckle of both. So. Yeah, it's My, essentially kind of what they did in Boruto. They basically nerfed Naruto and Sasuke. In the um, most ridiculous ways possible. Said, said, yoink, give me your eye, Sasuke. And then they said, Naruto, your, you know your nine-tailed you fox demon is dead. You know, you know that one thing you were, like, famous for your entire story? Gone. Uh, yeah, gone. Yeah, yoink. Your fox demon, dead. Your, your Sharingan, gone. As I said, hey, Sasuke, you, 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 do you like your space uh, jutsu? Yeah, fucking. They they looked at the patch notes. Said, removed the nine tails from Naruto. The other patch notes said, removed the Sharina gun from Sasuke. Bro, yeah. you, you mentioned patch notes, and I'm th- I'm thinking that mighty key video for like the first fighters patch, patch notes. It's it's patch day Sasuke. Yeah, it's definitely what it was for them. It's patch day Naruto and Sasuke. Dog, I know no, I know Sakura would be pissed because every time Sasuke come back from a mission with Naruto, he come back with a le- one less body part. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, First it was the arm, now it's the... Every time he come back with him, he loses a body part. <laughs> hey, he can hide the eye, technically. That's the one that's hiding behind the hair, so you can be like, ah, I'm fine. I didn't lose it, it, it's kind of hard, because she would find out eventually. Yeah. She, she's like, what, what the fuck happened to your eye, Sasuke? Now, I would say they're nerfed, technically, but they... Aruto still has six-patch stage uh, power, apparently. Yeah, and Sasuke's like Susano, but it's just like the 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 way it's just such an arbitrary and badly done nerf. Yeah, like you, like, you didn't just have to do strong all that, bad yeah. guys. You didn't have to nerf these characters in a stupid way at that. And, 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 I, and, and it's funny that's what they're doing too. They're making strong bad guys, but they're like, you know what? Let's nerf them too. And the thing at. is, they did already nerf Meliodas, but it worked mm-hmm. because he did have like that Demon King form. Yeah, he just really he just gave it up. He's like, I don't, he, I don't need the power. Yeah, he gave it up to destroy the rest of the commandments. Yep. That's smart, though. That's that's that narrative weight. It's smart. It's executed well. Yeah, and either way, he's still strong. So he's he's still a god killer. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, but you know, you have Tristan, the demon goddess MC hybrid. But yeah, and you have Lancelot, the human fairy hybrid. And then you have whatever Deanne and Kate named their giant? child. Who is a fairy giant hybrid? I don't know how that works biologically. I'm I'm curious to see like how big they'll be when they are born. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like biologically, I I I'm I, I kind of want to know the science behind that. I just want to see if they're gonna be like a huge kid or a little kid, and sometimes they like change height depending on how they feel or something. Like I don't know, they're gonna have wings, big wings, small wings. I'm just curious. Right. I guess their yeah. their affinity for like the Earth is gonna be insane. That'd be nuts. But I guess so. Uh, 
we could move on to Ghost Game now. Yes. Yes. The the, the main reason why Zero's here. Yeah. The very reason the why. Our, guru. Yeah. Yeah. The very reason why our Digimon Connoisseur is here. Yes. Hello. Okay. Once again. Um. <laughs> oh, so, no, I still need to finish pre-ordering my bottle bracelet. Oh, yeah, you need to do that. So. Uh, after Digimon 2020 ended, a week passed, and immediately, they were like, alright, cool, more Digimon stuff. We're going to drop a whole new anime, and a manga, which should be out by now. Um, the anime is called Digimon Ghost Game. We have been watching it together. Hello? Yep. Yes, yes. Oh, we were slaying you out of the floor. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it got, it got mad quiet, sorry. Um, we've been watching Ghost Game together. So far, three episodes are out. They skipped a week. And it's different. It's a different feeling than other Digimon series, because this one is, like, making mm-hmm. the horror aspect the entire, like, yeah. throughout the entire show. And I'm here for it. I'm down for it. I agree. I hard agree with that. I, I like how different it is, What like, their take on it. It's very, uh, it's very good, honestly. I was going to say, as someone who... It's kind of off and on with Digimon. It's kind of like, this is like what I grew like kind of grew up on, but like I haven't kind of fell off. And like, I, I was interested in Ghost Games. Like, I know Digimon can be good. So I'm like, okay, this is a new series starting. Why not? And it, like like you were saying, it's a very unique take on the franchise. To go in more of the horror aspect, I'm like, okay, how crazy can they go with this? And they go pretty crazy. Like, Episode oh, yeah. episode one is Clockmon stealing people's time and like aging them, and you see like this girl's life flash in front of her eyes of her like growing up and getting old, and they're all, like yeah, they're, yeah. In, they're in the hospital on life support. You see people like not their entire bodies, but you see them in hospitals on life support because they're just that old now. Until they like, until Gamamon and Hero at the end of the episode hit him hard enough to make him vomit up everyone's time, but he gets away. So I'm assuming he'll be a reoccurring villain, or he'll come back later at some point. Um, sorry. Like speaking of, um, yeah, speaking of that, too, like I said, like, I like to take on it. Um, first episode was very good. Like I said, it really set the, it really set the tone of what they're going for in the show. And, and in the, you know, in the episodes after that, you know, obviously, you, you, you're gonna get those Digimon who are Pure, e- who are just really evil and just are are dickheads like Clockmon, and then you know, or you get those ones who are just misunderstood, but still c- cause some pretty crazy stuff to happen. Bro, yeah. Mummy Mon, yeah, Mummy Mon literally is wrapping people up because he thinks they're sick and he can help them by mu- basically mummifying them, essentially wrapping them up in bandages and just kind of leaving them in the museum to rot. You know, that's gonna help them. Because that's what happened to him. Yeah, and like, we see Hero use his first for the first time ever use the ability to know his talk no jutsu. Not even talk no jutsu. So we're we just get, like, hey, uh, modern science, bro. We don't do this anymore. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't even say it was talk no jutsu. Please go learn. Yeah, I would say it wasn't even talk no jutsu. It was just like spewing some common sense. Like, bro, we don't do this no more, bro. We got modern. Technology, science, you can't do this. Right. Please go down down the road to the hospital and learn, and but don't don't get yourself seen. And also, that episode did have 
the hype moment. Oh my of god! Oh my the, god! The, 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 how many times did we rewatch the Champion Evolution? I watched it a good amount of times. I've watched it on that, my own a good amount too. That that Shinka boy. So it's not uncommon for like Digimon to start off like showing like you know the evolutions and stuff. Here they do in yeah. episode two, and we get a delicious guitar riff to accompany it. And we see Gamamon's first evolution, and like it, like three of them are in the the opening. We see we see them, yeah. But just to like to see it here, and the way they execute it is so good. It's so good. You you see like him, like you see Hero and Gamamon in a very honestly do or die situation, and like you see them trying to reach out to each other. You see Hero's. Um, v bracelet slash device. You see that meter slowly start to build, and then when he re- and when he reminds Gammon of chocolate, which he calls champion. Yeah, that's, that's when he when goes into champion evolution. And oh my god, that's such a good scene! It's so lit! It's so lit! Um, and then they like you know they uh they don't like necessarily beat mummy mom but they like not like calm him down like you know they hit him hard enough to be like okay dude go down to block to the hospital learn something please before you hurt somebody and and, and no just for people wondering like why didn't like bail give him on like just outright fight like mummy mom just so people are aware mummy mom is an ultimate level digimon yes uh is, game game is just a champion yeah, it'd be it'd be uphill. Like Clockmon is a champion, and Gamamon was a rookie, so he wasn't beat. He didn't beat him, but he hit him hard enough to like vomit up everyone's time and like make him leave. It well, would have been no, an uphill also, fight. Well, also part of the Clockmon fight was that Gam- Gamamon kind of like had a rage going on with him. Like, oh yeah, he was yeah. That's another thing. He scared him. So yeah, when he tried to take his time, he yeah, yeah. scared him. So Gamamon gets hit by Clockmon's time-sucking attack, and because Digimon don't age, per se, per they se, just, like they evolve. Yeah, they evolve. <laughs> they normally evolve, and you can stay evolved if you have the energy to do so. We get like this glimpse of like a black figure behind Gamamon, which like we don't know what this is yet. Some people know if you have the vital bracelet already, and you've yeah, like just maxed it out. But it's yeah. foreshadowing for the future of Gamamon. And it scares Clockman long enough to help for Hero to help him out. This man, Clockman was shook. He's like, uh... He's definitely shook for a minute. He's like, I don't want any part of this, bro. <laughs> um, and then we have episode three, which, like... The premise for episode three is insane. So there's this Digimon called Dracomon, and it's going around, like, watching people, because this takes place in the not-so-near future where 7G is a thing, there's cameras everywhere and in everything. Holograms and, are, like, the norm. Yeah, holograms are the norm. And it's going around, like, messing with people. So it scribbles on your phone, red over your body. And then in 24 to 48 hours, uh, that part of your body will, like, fade away or, like, get damaged or something. And then by the third day, something worse will happen to all of you. So people are getting car accidents. People are getting, like, hurt, falling over breaking stuff. Like, it's insane. And Someone almost got the ear cut off by Razor. Yeah, someone's got the whole ear cut off. Crazy. Or, like, this one girl whose hair, like, basically grows all over her body and throughout her apartment. It's And then, 
like, so she's talking, like, apparently she's like a beauty salon person. And she's talking to, like, the main focus of the episode, which is um, the female protagonist. Uh, Ruli. Yeah, Ruli. Yeah, Ruli. Because Ruli, like, she's the main focus, like, her hand got scribbled. Her hand is, like... Karen. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going, like, it's disappearing. And so she's like, hey, can you help me? And this beauty salon person's like, I don't know what to do. I'll be honest, my hair is going to kill me. You know, for kids. <laughs> Digimon for children. Yeah, I love death. We haven't even gotten to the digital world yet. I'm scared. Buckle up, because that's gonna be nutty. When we get that, that's gonna be nutty, bro. Oh, that's yeah. gonna be insane. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, Hero eventually enters in the story. We go a while without seeing Hero this episode, which I appreciate. Yeah, it's a good focus on really. Yeah, because like, I mean, really, like we need screen time for her. Like we've seen her like off and on in episodes like one and two. Yeah, it's it's a good spotlight on her to show like, hey, this is your your secondary, you know, your your next character. She's a main character here. Here you go. Here's the focus on her. Mm-hmm. And we know we we do get uh introduced to Angoromon as well. Who is her partner. And Angoromon's yeah. a sweet bean. He's a gentle giant. He likes listening to her play piano and that's why he like tags along her. And he's been trying to catch Dracomon too, but Dracomon's too fast. And then Hero, being a a brilliant protagonist, love it. Baits out Dracomon with the vital bracelet Digivice. And because Angoromon had said previously in the episode that hologram Digimon cannot physically hurt humans. They can't physically touch them. So they like, have to materialize. They have to materialize. And the reason so that like leads me back to Clockmon and Mummy Mon, techniques are different. If you use a technique, it'll work on a human. But you can't just physically go up to them and like grab them. So it's, it's you know, Hero uses that to his advantage. They start running the fates, and Dracomon yeah. hypnotizes Gammon and Hero like twice, three, two or three times, which yeah. gave, which gave us a very yeah. funny little bit of Gammon after getting bonked on the head and coming to was like, oh hi, I'm Gammon. When he already introduced himself already to Angoramon, it's just funny. Bro, Gammon is too sweet. He's a pure voice actor. The voice actor for Gammon is does such a good job. So the good. cute with the cute factor for sure. And like I love Hero like before the hypnotize is like, hey Dracomon, uh you want this bracelet? Come yeah. and get it. And of course, uh fi- you know, finally uh really does put on that vital bracelet and it gives Angoramon that power up that he needs. And he's able to beat Dracomon. And the the first thing we see this man do after materializing. Not only basically instant transmissions to Dracumon because he's able to like go through like the electrical stuff. Because I'm gonna like he's a Digimon. He double lariats this man. Yeah, a special move right there, double lariat. And like the way they animated it, you could feel the impact. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a heavy, that was a heavy blow. <laughs> yeah, what the. And then, like, Hero's like, okay, you, 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 do you see you're not winning this situation? Yeah, and he hands <laughs> over his, uh, his evil eyes. He's, Hero's like, just, just stop forever, bro. He's, and Dragon's like, okay, have my eyes, you can revert everything back. And no, they stop it, not before, like, before, like, she loses her hand, or whatever was gonna happen, worse to her. Right on time. Yeah, right on time. But we also see this dude who... 
at the beginning of the episode, like, his earring broke. And you see him, like, almost cut his ear off while shaving. <laughs> yeah. Today, he keeps his ear for another episode. <laughs> yeah, he keeps his ear for another episode. Now, um, next episode, which drops on Halloween. Which is perfect, because the next episode involves Pumpkin Mon. And uh, for the OG Adventure fans, you know there was an episode with Pumpkin Mon and uh, Guru Mon or something like that in the real world. So it, yep. it, it's nice to see it's nice to see Pumpkin Mon back again, especially on Halloween. It is nice to see those OG designs in general. But like, question is, what kind of terrifying joints is, is this man going to be on? From the preview, yeah. it's looking scarifying. He looked like he was like he was stabbing something, tying people up with vines. Stabbing yep. jack o' lanterns. It's gonna be. It's gonna be nutty. It's gonna be big nutty. And and again, this is like it's a it's a very different Digimon than what I remember, and I kind of like it for it. Oh yeah, yeah it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't feel like it's kind of like because I feel like Adventure kind of went off of that uh po- Pokemon kind of vibe. You know, I guess that's the best way I can describe it. Kind of like ache into its name, Adventure. It felt like in a big adventure going forward, and this one doesn't feel like that grand adventure, like Digimon Adventure. It feels just like, you know, it's its own thing, you know? It's all like, alright, Digimon are, you know, this is still that same Digimon world you know, just things are a bit different, and the Digimon here can uh, kill. kill you, make you die. Yeah, it kind of gives me like Tamer's vibes, the way the Digimon are coming to like, the real world. Yeah. It, it definitely, yeah, it's, I would say it's closer. It's closer to Tamers for sure. Like it's more like uh, with them, yeah, the Digimon um, serializing in there and causing trouble. Um, I'm, and... I'm curious in the long run, like where we go because Hero's dad is missing. We have no he's apparently in the digital world. We're assuming he's in a digital world. We don't know for sure yet, but we're assuming he's in a digital world, and that's gonna be the and... reason we go. And I'm already, I'm already going to predict that he's the one that will really show them what you could do with a bracelet. Yeah, I'm assuming like he helps them upgrade them, and then they can go ultimate with the bracelets or something. Looking forward to that. I'm looking, I'm looking big forward to like what else this show has. Um, we still have one protagonist left to meet their partner, so I'm assuming it'll happen in the next episode because yeah. a little bit of a pattern, right? It's like you know, ep- episode one. Hero meets Gamamon, episode two, Hero and Gamamon go on an adventure. So episode three, we met Ruli and uh, Andromon. So I'm assuming next episode will be an adventure. Then episode after that, um, Homeboy in the dorms that's scared of, like, you know, ghosts and stuff. Everything. We'll meet, yeah, we'll meet Jellymon. Nah, I, I said, I've, I've been speculating. I, mean, I said it from the very beginning. I was telling them, I was like, what if he's already, I wouldn't say met his Digimon, but of course, what if he's already experiencing you know, the things that happen when you have your Digimon around. So he thinks it's a ghost, and that's why he's always freaking out, asking, like, hey, you got anything to ward off? Spirits and blah, blah, blah. Or, like, he asked Hero in the most recent episode, hey, that's a cool bracelet. Does it ward, ward off evil spirits? Uh, you know, and Hero, you know, being the, the protagonist he is, he's just like, what? No, what? And so, so, something that... I don't think anyone's really talked about. Hero is the only one with a Digivice right now. Well, now Ruli, too. Right, right, yeah. Well, not so soon, but yeah, he was the first. Well, yeah. no, like, Ruli, like, Hero let Ruli borrow his. 
Yeah, and she still has it. No, she she still has it by the end of the episode. He brought another. Okay. He brought the other one. He brought the other one from his from his, uh, his yeah. house. Okay. Because there was three bracelets yep. originally. Remember? Which is why. Oh I'm yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I'm keeping. I'm keeping. Yeah, so I'm assuming yeah, so, the homeboys gonna get the third. And what do you know? They have their own, you know, sim cards. Yeah, they got their own dim. Which, by the yep. way, on pre-order now. <laughs> yeah, and also, uh, you know, besides, you know, since we're done talking the show, we can talk about the actual merchandise that the show has brought up is the vital bracelets. Uh, they're similar to the original, like you know, Tamagotchi Digimon things, where you keep the, you know, you uh, you can keep your pet alive and stuff, etc. But this one is more, I think, uh, exercise oriented, right? It, 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 it's a fitness bracelet. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, your normal Tamagotchi ones where you got to feed them and everything. This one, you actually just do challenges that it tells you to do. You can walk, get some, you know, get some, you know, run, et cetera, whatever you're doing. It's pretty cool. You can also, like, you know, battle, which also, like, helps you evolve them, sleep. Yep. So it's, it's basically and, it's a fitness bracelet, but, like, a very funly integrated one. And what I find interesting, like, this is a very small on their end. So, like, they're releasing the Digimon for Ghost Game. Like, right now, you can pre-order the Gammon specific one, and you can also get the set that has all three. Like, all three SIM cards. But they're also, like, like I guess type-based SIM cards? Is the best way to put it? Like, there's, like, a Thunder one, a Fire one. Yeah, so, so back in the day, right, when Digimon was on the, like, the little pendulum thing, like the Tamagotchis, they yeah. had different pendulum types. Like, there's, like, they have names, like, Machines, Mayhem, Dragon's Roar, stuff like that. So the Dim Cards yeah. kind of follow that same thing, too. Yeah, Dim Card has Impulse City, which is the other, um, I don't know this Digimon's name. Um, yeah, but... Impulse City is, like, one of the first ones you can get if you get, like, yeah. a base one. Oh, yeah, Pulsemon. The yellow yeah, Pulsemon, there you go. But, um, you can get Agumon as an option. They're adding like, the Tamers can... ones. yeah. So like if you don't want Ghost Game, you you do have like tamer options yeah, too. If you there's a couple uh, there's a couple dim cards out there already. They're a little hard to to get your hold of, but they don't cost too much. They're like eleven to thirteen bucks, and like they come in sets. Yeah, like you you can't get like individual ones unless you go on like eBay. Which is something I learned while shopping uh, the other day. Because I'm like. Because I'm okay. I'm gonna pick this bracelet. And I'm gonna pick this sim card, like dim card, whatever. But then I'm like, oh, they come in sets. Okay, interesting. And then I see, and I'm like, I'm looking on Twitter earlier because I was trying to find something for both of them. And and then I see something in Zero's Twitter feed. Him retweeting from Band from Premium Bandai US about the Gamemon V bracelet being on pre order. I'm like, why did you tell me the US version has it up? And I'm just like, I thought I figured you knew already. And I'm, I'm like, I don't follow them. I didn't know. <laughs> Could have so started probably, the conversation. So, so I'm like, I'm probably pre-ordering that tomorrow. Uh, the Gemma one, the Gemma one, at least is to start off with. Yeah. Um. If you're curious, it's on again Premium Bandai US shop. Um, you have until the 21st of December. You have plenty of time. It ships in January, which is just in time for my birthday. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, that's no what way. I'm doing. Yeah. I know we're not sponsored by them, but hey, that would be nice, though. I would. A Bandai. A Bandai. We like those vital bracelets. Um, we like those. Bandai. Not only will we, not only will we shout them out. I'll come back for episodes two, and we can do yep. regular updates about the vital yep. bracelets in mm-hmm. progress mm-hmm. with them. Slightest, mm-hmm. slightest some of those. Slide and also, those. if it, by by the, by the grace of God, if you're able to, we would also not mind having Frontier Digivices. <laughs> Man, oh, right. and, I mean, we, we, they ain't we, making those no more. <laughs> yeah, we we we, 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 we if they have like maybe some like in the back inventory. <laughs> well, we we we, we pushing it. We pushing it with the vital braces, bro. We we, we fine with that. <laughs> bro, oh, me too. It's trying to recapture childhood, bro. Could right? You imagine? Could you imagine if they like if they still were making frontier devices? Ugh. That they wouldn't be so expensive online for that's for sure. Yeah, now they're on eBay for like five hundred dollars. <gasps> well, actually, so. I actually saw a set of all five, like, still boxed for, like, $100. What? Uh, if it's still up, I can find it for you. I'm not going to pay $100 for that, but that's, like, that's, not, that's not a bad deal. Um, right, well, I, I, I still do want to get that. I don't know. I still want to get that vital bracelet, though. I, 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 I might have to get that vital bracelet. They're, they're like, like, the vital bracelets are, like, $65. 65 yeah. There's also yeah, other places you can get those other websites, like, and there's Amazon JP, too, so, like, You'll be able to get one fairly okay. Uh, the money is just the issue for me because, you know, broke boys out here. If it's not the money that. thing for people, it's probably finding the dim card for them. And then also just, like, if anything, maybe if people have any, like, like uh, shipping, stuff like that. I mean, because it's only, what, only available in JP at the moment, right? It's it's shape, it's definitely, like, it's pen only, but, again, it's making these US rounds right now. Yeah. There's also, like, an um, app in the app store for it. Yeah, yeah, the App Store. Like, there's already an English version on the App Store. I'm pretty sure you can find it on uh, US uh, Amazon too. Um, to speak about shipping, uh, hey, uh, Big Bad Toy Story. If you're watching this, um, it's almost the end of October. Where's my dark saber, bro? <laughs> Yo, Big Bad Toy Story shipped me that Zenetsu. Uh, that's just a Zenetsu sword. We'll take it. We'll take a sponsorship. We'll take a sponsorship. After just guys, Millennium Puzzle. He did. He did, yeah. Um, so I mean this is gonna be very optional considering the time it is right now. Do we want to talk about Lyoko? We don't have to. <laughs> That's uh, another yeah. I would say for another day. <laughs> you guys want to say that for next time? Yeah. I'll come back for Lyoko. Alright, so at, at least next time you guys can be assured that we are gonna be talking about Lyoko. Yes, we did um, a, a rewatch recently. I wasn't there for most of the rewatch. I mean, obviously, because I am, I am busy myself. But I, I did catch the ending, though. And also, probably talk about the Genshin leaks recently. Yeah, because there, I there, there's some, there's one or two things. I'm like, I don't know. Anyway, um, I believe that will be it for today. Zero, thank you so much for coming on, my dude. No problem. It was a pleasure being here. Pleasure for um, you got, guys. Do you got anything to plug, my guy? Or? Not a thing. Hey. Cool. You follow him on Twitter. You'll, you'll find yeah, him on follow Twitter. Follow him on somewhere. Twitter. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, what, what is my Twitter? It's uh, 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 <laughs> at, at True Zero. At True X Zero X. I, I, yeah. I do do commissions. Yeah. I do uh, graphic design. Yeah. I, I do some art. Yeah. I helped That's do me. the. Uh, yeah, I say he's our graphic artist. Yep. Uh, just for anyone curious. Yeah, right, if you're looking, 
Jose, if you're looking on Spotify and you see the little that little uh that little uh piece of art right there, it's because this man right here. It's our boy right there. Uh, um also um for the YouTube people, I will have it on screen just so you can kinda of see like his Twitter at Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, um also real quick, um you and you know how much of a like you know how much I'd scramble for a video last time? Yeah. I already know how I'm gonna handle this week. Uh, it's called something called the World Tournament. Oh yeah. Oh Just nice. Back up. Okay. Uh, is there anything else to say to the folks before I stop the recording? Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm good. Um, thank you guys so much for coming in. Aiden, do you have anything to say? Uh, nope. But other than you know the simple plugs, follow us on Twitter. You already know both me and Mike is Twitter. But of course, yeah. you can follow the podcast on Twitter at DMUcast. And uh, other than that, none more. All right. So if you guys need us, we are all going to bed. So we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. See ya.